I'd be drinking, but my wife drank all my whiskey last night. In a galaxy far, far away. It's a time of uncertainty. Unrest grips fanboys as the influence of Brian Johnson's The Last Jedi hits theaters. As some struggle against The Last Jedi being genius or trash, Superhouse Podcast is here to help in restoring peace and justice to the galaxy. Welcome, everyone, to Superhouse Podcast, episode 102. Maddie here. I'm joined by Andrew, Jason, and Matt. Um, What's up? (laughs) Oh, hello. Okay, so the way we generally do things is I'm just going to go around and get everyone's general thoughts. I'll go last. Um, Jason, since you're like the newest person to it, so what's your general thoughts about The Last Jedi? Uh, well, I guess I should start by saying how much time do I have on the floor? <laughs> this is just, just general thoughts. Yeah, I've only seen it once. I do feel like I need a second take on it, but my initial thought was uh great unrest i was not (laughs) uh i was a little confused i left the theater feeling disoriented sort of sad and very confused uh i was not i was not stoked on it and uh i was sad that i wasn't stoked on it because uh i was very happy with episode seven um it had its, you know, it had its flaws and whatnot, which I'm sure has been discussed. But uh, yeah, I feel like it tried too hard to change a lot of the rules and made some weird decisions. And uh, although it had some pretty cool scenes and stuff, overall, not impressed, not pleased. Okay, uh, Matt, it's your turn. Well, I I had just about the complete opposite reaction. Um, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Uh, it was more than I was expecting and uh, executed in a way I didn't expect, which I absolutely loved. And I thought that the characterizations uh, were spot on for a lot of the, uh, well, for all of the characters. And uh, oh, the, the theme that ran, the themes that run through it, uh, were, were excellent and well executed. Cool. Andrew? Um, first of all, I missed the first 10 minutes of it <clears throat> because <laughs> my wife was late and I could not enter the theater. I will be seeing it again. But uh, yeah, uh, other than that, I kind of felt, I didn't hate it, but I felt a little bit underwhelmed by it. Wakens a lot. And Rogue One is fucking amazing. So, I don't know. I was just... We'll get into it. I, we're just, this is just the beginning. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I have I have written out lists, a list of... I'm ready for this podcast. I'm gonna that. And uh, Same. I don't know. Let's just say slight, slightly underwhelmed, not hate. Definitely didn't love it, although I did love parts. All right, done. All right, cool. Um, so I think Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi sums this movie up with one phrase. This is not going to go the way you think. And after, like, after I thought about that line, after I saw it the first time, 
I was like, that's true. Like a lot of stuff I was not like, didn't really know what I was getting into with the movie. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Brian Johnson. Um, the many podcasts we've talked about are hate for him. And I do like Brick though. I think Brick's a pretty solid film, but not a huge fan of his other work. So I wasn't really sure, but I, you know, I enjoyed it. I had a good time both times. Still felt the same way second time going in. Um, I, but I also get the gripes. I get why people... I get I get why people don't really care for it or but I will say this I do not think it's a trash movie. Um, the Last Jedi is not trash, and it is a Star Wars movie. Just want to lay that on the line. So, you got the Force and you got lightsabers. That's a Star Wars movie done. Yeah, I guess Rogue One doesn't have lightsabers, but it has the Force. So, you know, same thing, whatever. Um, but that's how I feel about it. That line sucked the entire movie for me because I didn't see any of that coming so but all right so generally i would lay out like okay we're gonna go shot for shot poe versus the dreadnought but i'm gonna open this up to uh jason if you want to start it off with anything you want to say it could be straight up hate or just something you want to get our opinion on or something that you're just like i gotta get this out right now yeah well i mean like like they said i i I made a complete list of gripes. It depends on how deep, I guess, you want me to get into it. But um, I don't want to say, like, I hated it. It wasn't – definitely the that night when I left, I was just like, what the fuck? Uh, but um, it's just one of those things where – I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. But I guess overall, um, if I could start right off the bat, I think they just way laid the slapstick on like way, way too heavy. Uh, like humor is always an element in Star Wars, but they just laid it on so thick and and it just wasn't as balanced uh, as pretty much any other Star Wars. And I feel like Episode 7, even as a new Star Wars movie, you know, did a really good job of, you know, some people complained like 7 tried to play it way too safe and then eight took all these risks and now people are upset. But it, honestly, it's a lot of the complaints that people have aren't necessarily my complaints. Um, it was just kind of the, the way it was filmed and the way overdone comedy. And I feel like the story was just kind of lackluster and weak and kind of lazy, honestly, like <clears throat> it was just so dismissive of, of star Wars lore and all the cool things that were kind of set up from seven were just kind of eliminated and irrelevant and it was just it was like the biggest star wars boner kill you know <laughs> well seriously i mean it's just like uh you know oh who is snoke what how does he get his power like oh well who gives a shit because he's on the floor you know <laughs> and, and i guess that's done and it's like okay well who's oh i'm sorry i obviously this is going to be full of spoilers i'm correct like yeah 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 well you spoil the fuck out of it okay i'm not ruining this for anyone i hope but anyway um you know and just the whole theme of like i get what they were going for with like ray's parents are nobody so you don't have to be of this specific bloodline to be powerful with the force but that leaves so many massive loopholes and and it was just dismissive of the fact that i mean you know you look back at old star wars movies you're like Luke can't lift the X-Wing out of the bog because he doesn't have the training in it. But Ray can lift like half a mountain of boulders. No problem. Like not even really thinking about it too hard. Like she's, you know, 
giving hugs and throwing boulders everywhere and knows how to do Jedi mind tricks. It's like when Obi-Wan did the mind trick for Luke, it like blew his fucking mind, you know, like she just has. So it was like, I feel like there was a lot of stuff that they were like, "Eh, we don't really need to explain anything because it just doesn't matter. They're like, "Eh, she can just do it. Her parents were just drunk assholes that sold her to to a junk dealer. Uh, So that's fine. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't want to like hog the floor too much, but like I said, I have a huge list of things uh, and that's kind of the tip of the iceberg. Um, (laughs) But yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if you want to, shall I keep ranting? I I feel like, I feel like Ray's uh, uh, force ability has been questioned since force awakens though. Sure. Because all of a sudden she's just a really good fighter. And people got right. really upset because of the same stuff because, oh, it took Luke this long and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, man, yeah. but have you ever just met someone like, oh, yeah, I've been playing guitar for like uh, t- two weeks. And you're like, how the fuck are you this good? Right. Like, and like you the, know, and I the like, combat aspect I get because she obviously had a rough life. Like it showed her like fighting off like three or four dudes with a staff earlier. So it was like, okay, she can fight. You know, yeah, but Kyle like, Ren, I mean, I mean, even <laughs> I question that too. So, I mean, you know, it's like, well, I, yeah. I, I, for me, it's just like I expect it from Ray at this point. I don't really need, like, sure, whatever. It's the fucking force. I don't well, like, I mean, actually, listen, when all I the think, novels I come out, the other, I'm not to it. <laughs> the, the other issue that I had, and I, and I, I really liked the aspect of Luke explaining the force as, a, as this mystical thing again, like kind of bringing it back, like they're, you know, they're doing their best to just like wash over prequel stuff. They're just like taking their Star Wars white out and just be like, no, not midi-chlorians. It's like this mystical force that binds the galaxy. And, and that's cool. Like, that's fine. I like that aspect. Um, but they just went for this, uh, you know, kind of angle that, you know, like with the slave kids and, and you know, this kid is force sensitive and these people are force sensitive and, and they can be powerful with the force and you don't necessarily have to be unique or special. And it's just like, well, we're all special. So no one is special. You know what I mean? And it was just kind of like, what the hell? Which I think is kind of shitty because mm. you're, you're kind of like washing over like the George Lucas story arc that he started back in the day. Like even lover to hate it, the whole like chosen one story arc and the Skywalker bloodline and all of this stuff that was like super important and relevant. And it was just kind of like, nah, that doesn't really matter now. Anybody can do it. No big deal. It's just kind of, it just kind of felt like, okay. So all of that stuff isn't really it relevant. Also, it seems to be that the fact that they're doing that, it kind of lowers the importance of training. Right. It's like, Oh, you're, you, you, you're just force sensitive. Right. It's just like, oh, there's just God. such a convenience factor, which was also one of my issues with seven, honestly. Um, like, you know, oh, the Millennium Falcon just happens to be chilling there and all gassed up and ready to go, even though no one's used it for 30 years. But that's cool. Here it is. Don't I worry, let, kids. I let that one hey, slide. It's like, it's like you know, your parents have the cars in the front yard, man. Sometimes you got to run it every now and again. I believe it. <laughs> my, my, dad, my grandpa's truck has been out in my dad's front yard for two years since his death. My dad runs it every now and again. That's what they do yeah. with the Millennium Falcon. Done. Over. Next yeah. time. Sure. I, I, just that, fired up. That's, I mean, that's, that's also another movie. Go ahead, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I was going to say, I think 
the movie or the series itself actually uh, explains a few of these issues that y'all have. The reason Ray is so powerful in the Force is because Ben or or Kylo Ren is so powerful in the Force that the Force is trying to find balance, and it found it in this nobody. And you know, we all forget that Anakin was a nobody. He was a little slave boy when they found him, and he was supposedly one of the most powerful jedi out there and it doesn't matter who snoke is honestly i mean yeah it would have been good to have more backstory and that is one of the issues i have is that they didn't give him i don't know a fulfilling lead up so that you kind of understood his motivations beyond you know the hand wringing want to rule the galaxy and destroy the jedi but honestly as far as the sith go or you know whatever he is compared to the Sith, that that is not far off from what they are. It's just hand-wringing bad guys. Honestly, I mean, Palpatine uh, was almost a standout <laughs> among the Sith because he held his power for so long. Uh, a lot of them got betrayed by their pupils, kind of like Snoke did. Sure. S- Snoke, Snoke had so much hubris and was so powerful in the dark side of the force that he didn't recognize the threat that his own apprentice <laughs> gave him. That's he true. said it, he was true. reading his mind and Kylo Ren played him the whole, t- the whole way up until that, the finish of that scene, man. And it, and it was brilliant, honestly. I mean, yeah, Snoke was a great bad guy, but he has never been the focus of the movie. Kylo right. Ren is the antagonist of the movie. It's not about Snoke and it never has been. That's that's what a lot of people aren't understanding. And as for all the force sensitive kids and stuff, I think what they were trying to go for with that was the fact that uh you know, I mean the the resistance itself by the end of the movie is down to a handful of people on the Millennium Falcon. They basically the the first order basically destroyed the resistance in this movie i mean the whole film is about failure and how we react to failure and what we learn from it and uh you know i mean everything that happens in this movie is how people's either misguided action misplaced trust uh inability to really connect with the people that were training or trying to turn you know, it, it how that leads to failure, and it did. I mean, everyone, nobody in this movie <laughs> won. Nobody, nobody won. <laughs> sure. At the right. very, at the very least, the ones who made it out survived. Yeah. And I think that I think that's a valid point. What you what you say about Snoke, because there that is a theme within Star Wars of someone being so powerful that they're blinded by their arrogance. Like even even the Jedi are a good example of that at times. All I'm saying is I feel like the character just deserved a little more. I feel like I feel and like I the, the the death itself was was just a little too a little too easy and a little too like okay like this is only happening just so we can move the chess pieces so that Kylo Ren is this becomes the supreme leader which that's fine if you need to do that uh, as part of the story I just feel like it was it just it just didn't quite add up for someone that they build up as being so powerful, even if they never describe who he is or where he came from, 
like he just went out like a bitch, like real easy. <laughs> and he said, you know, go ahead. Well, Sorry, I mean, I'm just saying if he's so powerful and he's inside everybody's mind, and it's like you can't see Kylo Ren hiding his little hand behind it, like like a child, like I'm crossing my fingers and I'm going <laughs> to kill you with this lightsaber that's sitting. It's like Luke really could have benefited that by that in Return of the Jedi. That little move. Yeah, yeah, he could have. But, but you know what? A lot of people don't understand about Luke himself is that he is not that powerful. He's never been that powerful. He only won in Return of the Jedi because he was able to turn his father. That's what saved him. Was not really so right. much his his power in the Force, <laughs> but his connection to what he loved. And sure. that's another another theme in this is. And also, he, Vader did just pick up Palpatine and throw him down a big hole. So, oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't get a cool-ass lightsaber battle pa scene. or power super up. Yeah, I mean, uh -huh. um, and then I think the thing, too, is I just want to, real quick, uh, I think the thing is, is that since the original trilogy has been out, we've had years of these novels, and I've read some. I don't know who else has read some of them. So we get these great backstories of, like, how, like, Darth Plagueis, great. Uh, I didn't read it, but I read the synopsis of it and, like, the Wikipedia yeah. page. Great. I should have read it. Uh, there's just a, not a lot of time to read every fucking Star Wars book that exists. <laughs> so you have this history of novels because they're like, well, fuck, I guess Lucas isn't going to make any more fucking movies. I guess we'll write <laughs> some fucking books about it. So you have all this history of Luke and Palpatine and Vader and all these missions and all these comics that they go on. So you have this rich history. Right. You don't have that with the new trilogy because, no. you know, for whatever reason, they erased it all. I mean, I still hold it dear to me, but I kind of got to let it go when I go into these new films because they're rewriting things. They're using things from certain books. Yeah. You know, they're drawing from certain stuff from even like the old Republic days and shit like that. Yeah. But it's like we don't have the Snoke book yet. You know, like yeah. if yeah. the novel comes out like later this year or a graphic novel about how Snoke hates Luke Skywalker then fuck, I, I'm sure this movie makes a whole lot more fucking sense. Right. I'll be like, oh, that's great. The, the reason he did this and the reason he hates him so much is because of this. you know. Or then it could be a shitty comic. And we're like, what? He just hates him because like, uh, accidentally his name got involved when some fuckers killed his parents and that's why he's so mad? Uh, bullshit. Right. Well, I, would read, I read Heir to the Jedi and it, it's like how Luke like makes his lightsaber. Yeah. And it, or like how he learns how to do, oh, it's, it explains how he learns how to do, how to grab his, grab his lightsaber out, lightsaber out of the snow when he's uh, in the, um, oh, good God, why can't I remember things right now? Hoth. Yeah, when he's on Hoth. And it explains that. And I, honestly, it's the dumbest fucking reason. I can't remember because it's so fucking dumb. But you would think it'd be some <laughs> monumentous thing that's like, oh my God, yeah, he had to save this person's life. But it's literally like, oh, I just need to reach it from over there. And I need to do it quickly. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, really? This is what you give me? So, I mean, yeah. even books, like, I mean, you know, if this movie let you down, I mean, I've read tons of comics and novels that have, like, when I got to the end, I was like, really? This is fucking it? Like, I just listened to Luke preach about the fucking Force for, like, 300 pages and not do anything fucking cool at all? Like, you can do <laughs> anything in a fucking novel, man. Like, you can, like, well, think sky's the limit. And I feel like that's one of the things that people are, like, when they watch these new movies is some of that we don't have these books. We don't have these comics yet. And I'm not saying that we should have to have this to enjoy a movie at all, sure. but it does make me enjoy when I go back and watch star Wars, like knowing that I know a few things more about Luke and what he's going to go do or like in between things, like, you know, they had that tales from 
Tales from Jabba's Palace book, where there's a bunch of short stories about all that shit that went down. So when I watch Return of the Jedi and I see those characters, I'm like, oh, that's so cool because this person is actually trying to get the Rancor out at this time, but then Luke kills it and he's real like those things make right. that movie that much better. And we don't have that with The Force Awakens yet. Sure. We don't have it with The Last Jedi. We don't even have a third fucking movie yet to tie them all together. Exactly. So, you know, um, that's my little piece on that. Well, and I think that's, 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 that's an important thing to take note that ultimately, I mean, what we have now is high budget fan fiction. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of important to remember that. And that's the thing, too, that I think maybe makes me a little jaded towards the new stuff because I spent a great deal of time in expanded universe stuff and then it's all just been kind of wiped away and like rewritten and some of the characters used and you're just like, well, what the hell? Just like, you know, like you were saying, like Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina or whatever. It's like, yeah. oh, now I can watch A New Hope and it's like, I know that that dude standing next to Chewie is Shack or whatever. And there's yeah. a whole side story with that guy. Yeah. Uh, so not only do we not have that with uh, the new films, but we kind of don't have that with the old ones anymore either, which just sort of leaves sure. you disoriented and like, well, my life, everything I know is a lie. And it's just kind of weird to have yeah. it sold and then be like, oh, uh, by the way, that doesn't exist anymore. But we really liked the Grand Admiral Thrawn series, so we're going to still take that character and reuse it later. And it, I don't know. No, it's it, all. Rebels is great, man. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Mean, sure. I, I want that fucking like I want that trilogy like just the animated version of all three of those. They should do that for me, just for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know, I know. Lucasfilm is really looking out for me and all this. So, uh, but oh, dude, that trilogy is like one of my favorite. Um, and you know, we'll never get it, but right. I still hold it. I here also, and it's still. I have a question as well. Sorry, um, I was just going to yeah. say, uh, uh, Matthew, right? You had mentioned yes. earlier about. Uh, the end of Jedi was kind of Luke convincing Vader of his salvation and all of that, which is kind of like uh, an interesting point of episode eight, which made me kind of feel, and, and you guys can tell me how you feel, but the whole story arc of um, him feeling the darkness coming from Ben and going to take him out, but he's not. And, and then that whole conflict uh which brings forth the end of luke's new jedi temple i also feel like that was a weird choice with luke uh because when you think about everything he's been through and he never gave up on vader and was willing to sacrifice his own life to bring balance you know what i mean it's like so right i don't know doesn't doesn't that feel a little forced and a little odd that he's going to consider murdering his nephew instead of like trying to convince him to stay within the light. Like he hadn't even made his choice to go to the dark side. And then he's like standing over him with a lightsaber. I'm like, this just feels so out of character for Luke Skywalker. Well, he, does but, say, well, he says that he's a, a very ashamed of what he felt. It was like a moment of crisis a, for, for sure, Luke. Sure. So I, they, they sort of kind of explain it away, but I do understand that, that, uh, you know, people not liking that scene cause, the, yeah, I mean, the handling of Luke in this whole movie is kind of like perfect. It's not, I don't know, man. I, it's just kind of like I didn't like how nearly all of it was handled. I, it just felt the way the way Ryan Johnson wrote Luke, I can understand how why Luke, why uh, Mark Hamill said all that shit. Yeah. 
Which is funny because when I first heard all that, I was like, "Oh, fucking Mark Hamill doesn't know what the hell he's talking he's about." Just, I yeah, I was saying he was—he's just getting fucking. Um, he's I, trying to get uh, what do you call it? Just uh, written up in websites and shit. Yeah, I thought it was just—I thought it was just an ego trip, but uh, I kind of felt bad for him after I saw it. It's like I'm—I'm I'm with Mark. I stand well, I with Mark Hamill. I don't. I feel like. Uh, I feel like everyone wanted Luke to show up and be the same fucking farm boy he was when you left him at Return of the Jedi. Mm. You know? I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to try to start a school and lose a bunch of people to, like, my most promising people because someone turned him to the dark side. Right. You but know, I think that, like, the, I think that what, was, what was missing was wisdom. It's like yeah, with I mean, age comes wisdom and with well, Jedi training but would come... But you're human at some point, you know. Yeah. He's not beyond that. No one has ever said that, you know. You know. I mean, I feel like if he didn't have certain kind of feelings, wouldn't like. I mean, I feel like that's the dark side. Yeah, sure. You know. And I mean, he even just, discusses it how how he had his legacy and he kind of dropped the ball and feels like a fuck up, I guess. So it's well, it's fine. And and here's my thing, um, or or what I got out of this whole thing. For one thing, Luke never completed his Jedi training. Sure. He never became a master. In fact, really, he never became a knight. Honestly, he he had months on Dagobah at the most for training that took usually takes years and years from the time you're a toddler. And mm -hmm. he's always been impulsive, a little bit arrogant, slightly reckless. Um, and so for someone who is basically the last Jedi left alive to sense the kind of darkness that he sensed in, in Ben Solo and to have the reaction that he had, I think it's entirely plausible unless he was somehow training with force ghost Yoda for another 20 years <laughs> yeah well there is there is some eu stuff on that with him going back to ben kenobi's place post return of the jedi or i mean uh pre-jedi and yeah. uh building his lightsaber and receiving instructions from force ghost obi-wan and stuff but you know then again none of that exists anymore so right where does where does that leave us I, well, I think that's like the hardest thing to like, like for me being a, a huge fan, reading several novels, video games, you know, just like, I love Star Wars, man, like fucking anything I get my hands on, I'm like interested, I'll read like fucking Wikipedia pages for hours. I'm like, what the fuck have I done with my life? Like, I already knew some of this stuff, like, what am I doing? So it's like, it, I get it. I totally get it. Like, why? Like, part, when I walked out of that movie, I was like, this is either... A really good Star Wars movie, or just straight out trash, and I honestly didn't know how I felt about it. Like, but at sure. the end of the day, I enjoy it. I get like it's so weird because everyone's gripes. I get why you don't like certain things. You know, like would I want Farm Boy Luke that just like I, I just want Luke Skywalker to be fucking happy, man. I just want <laughs> to fucking train you. Let's get this shit started, and that's what I wanted. I wanted that for Luke to see badass training stuff. Um, I wanted to see that fucking echoing out of the ocean to fly and actually fight Kylo Ren, dude. Like, my fanboy movie, in my opinion, is better than Ryan Johnson's movie. But I have Ryan Johnson's movie, and that's all we can talk about today. Right. Well, so. I don't think I, – I understand, like, him being reluctant after everything that he went through and, and all of that stuff. 
it it wasn't necessarily uh, his outlook and and everything that bummed me out about. It was just the the writing of Luke in general. Like it just it just felt really lackluster and and just so hammy. Like okay, a perfect example. Like the uh, the one that really kind of set a bad tone for me is. Right off the bat, she she finds Luke. She hands him the lightsaber, and it's like this huge pivotal moment. And it's like this relic from all the way back to fucking episode two or whatever. Uh, and then he chucks it over his shoulder and walks away. And, and they're like, uh-huh, "Wackity schmackity do." And you're just like, "Okay, well, this is setting a weird tone." And then it didn't really falter from that, like. I don't mind jokes and I get what they were going for. Like, Oh, it's this big setup and everyone's like, "Eh," and then he chucks it over his shoulder. Like, Oh, didn't see that coming. But, uh, but it didn't relent. Like it, uh, but a big one for me was like, okay, Yoda shows up and it's okay. You know, have, have your little joke entry or whatever, but it was just like, you know, you're talking about his former master. The last time we see him them together on screen. Anyway, he tells him, Vader's his true father and he dies and it's all dramatic. And then it's like, and then Yoda shows up at this movie and it's like, they're sitting on a log having beers, just like chuckling and, and like, Oh yeah, burn all this shit down. The Jedi is kind of bullshit anyway. Like, I don't know. It just felt, it felt like they were like, meh. When Yoda did his little shuffle tackle, I lost it. Dude, that was so great. Cause he does that. He does that in empire, dude. Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's fucking, one of my favorite parts in the movie. I fucking love that scene, man. I got no complaints with Yoda showing up in like re- that moment when he's like, "I've missed you, Skywalker." I was like, "Oh my god, dude, I'm getting misty-eyed here." <laughs> been so long, and then Yoda, like right after that, is like fucking force lightning, pff, burns the fucking like temple down. He's like, "Yeah, man, let's just start over. Like things are fucked, man. It's not gonna get any better." And right. he, did, so he has that line about, uh, you know, everything that's in those books is in Ray. So sure. it's everything that was old, i.e. in these books, we're going to destroy it, but it's also going to be reborn at the same time via this main character. So I think they sort of explain that. I mean, yeah, you know, you kind of well, get the old war, the old eccentric warrior, like it's kind of a Asian stereotype that kind of Yoda is. And uh, I think him, like, not giving a fuck about destroying the books because he knows everything's going to be okay, I sort of think it's in keeping with with his character, actually. Yeah. I mean, if it would have been, like, fucking Clone Wars, fucking Yoda show up and been all serious, we'd be like, who the fuck is this Yoda? You know, because we don't like the prequels. The Clone Wars series is great, but not a lot of people watch that shit, so you can't use that Yoda. You know, I, I thought it was great, man. And I know a lot of people have had an issue with him, like, burning down the temple. And, like, oh, how can he just use force lightning? That's not set up. It's like, who the fuck knows what the fuck is set up? Yeah. And what the force the, I get the point of it was fine. And and I understand what, what they're doing. There was just something way of, about the way that all of it was written. And the way the lines were delivered. And the way it just yeah. felt so hammy. This is on my minuses well, list. The, the yeah. overall editing and pacing, right? Quite, quite, quite awkward at times. Yeah, seriously. I felt really fucking thrown off. I was at times when there, when the action was going on, I pretty much liked it, but like 
<laughs> it just it felt it just like when there wasn't an action scene i was like what movie is this this is just right. so weird like what i don't the fuck what am i watching right now what am I, yeah, yeah yeah i felt that like this is like the my i i don't know i don't have my bearings here right exactly so it's not necessarily like i'm saying like my complaints aren't like what a lot of i don't care that i like that yoda showed up and i like that he wants to burn it down and start it over but there was just the way that everything uh it just wasn't cohesive, and it was just off-putting and weird. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's a directing well, thing or writing or both, but it's like, it's partially directing, and I would say the editor too. I, I I mean the way if you look at like Star Trek two thousand and nine, and look at the Force Awakens, JJ can make a fucking movie move, right? And you know what I mean, smooth as yeah, pacing. Baby. Yeah, you know, like but this one was just like at t- not the whole movie, just. Just at parts, yeah. It was just like that's odd, yeah. You know? And it okay. was off. It was just off kilter. And like seven was long, but the pacing of it is so good. How it goes from comedy to pertinent to sincere to story arc items and and moves through it all so fluently. And I just feel like this one just had none of that. All right, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. All right, we're dealing with a Luke Skywalker who has cut himself off from the force completely correct that's correct that means we've got a yoda that's probably been standing here watching him for the last 20 or 30 years or 15 years however long since the jedi temple let's just say the last decade right, right. and watching him basically wait to die on an island and not fulfill what he is supposed to be and when Yoda dealt with a young Luke Skywalker that was full of doubt and fear and, you know, had given up on himself and was quick to dismiss things, how, how did Yoda react to him? He, he, was, he, he was flippant. He was jokey. He was ornery, right? Well, initially, to... to- well, even as far as I mean, he was hitting him on the head with rocks right. <laughs> at points during the training. Right, but uh, I I feel like that was all in order to test his patience. Like when he first met him, he was doing his best to irritate the shit out of him, just to test his patience. But it's like we're way past that. You know what I well, mean? Well, not necessarily. This is a Luke who's given up. Sure. He had a failure and he gave up. This isn't a Luke who's who's past being tested, or Yoda being probably re- always sees himself as his teacher, and Luke always right. sees Yoda as his teacher, even even past death and the whole Force Ghost thing. You know, I mean, yeah, I can I can see I can see your point here, Harry. It just it's more I, that I not just that he was being as flippant as he was on Dagobah during their training. It's more like it's a Yoda that's reminding Luke that he's forgotten himself, that he sure. has completely forgotten who and what he is. And he's let a major failure in his life basically destroy his sense of self. And, and he's not being all serious and depressed because you wouldn't expect that from Yoda, but he is trying to tell him by burning down the, the sacred text, you know, the tree with the sacred text and everything that for one thing, the Jedi, the black and white Jedi way of dealing with 
you know, with the force doesn't work anymore because it, it was never balanced. Right. That's and, fair. Uh, I just feel like there are, there are many facets of Yoda. There's definitely the, the like quirky testing the patients and, and lighthearted, but there's also the aspect of Yoda of being very sincere and telling Luke, you know, that's why, that's why you failed. And like when he's talking about going into the cave, like, you know, inside is only what you take with you. And there's a very sincere side to it. And I just feel like the, the tone was just a little wrong. Like they didn't catch capture Yoda is a more of a well-rounded character than what I think they portrayed. That's, that's, that's all. Right. They just kind of went went with like the jokey, like lighthearted. And I don't know. I just feel like that was the thing throughout the whole movie. And I was actually, my wife Lee and I were talking about it after we left and she was just like, well, maybe just because everything's so fucked up (laughs) uh, in 2017, they felt like people just needed to have fun and just kind of sit back and relax. and, And maybe that's what, they wanted to deliver and people really responded to that, you know, so this is uh, Star Wars. We have to take it so seriously. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I do think that it kind of echoes getting more into modern times insofar as trying to get away from binary black, you know, dark side and the light side and, and all that. Cause I mean, it, it's, it's seemingly at the beginning of this movie up until the end, uh, you got Luke, that wants to let the force die and then or let's he wants to let the jedi die and then but you got kylo that actively wants to kill the force (laughs) he wants to kill both sith and uh jedi so it's like this it's almost the same it's like let it die or kill it so their goals are are like this uh, like the you know opposite sides of the same exact coin. So I really um, appreciated that part of the writing in this in this movie because I mean even back in like our fir- in like our first few episodes when we talk about the Force Awakens, Jeremy who's not no longer really a part of the podcast. Uh, he's he even mentions like you know you got all the bad guys basically are being taught by the good guys and that part that that was. Like, would would we have a Darth Vader? Would we have this and that if 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 it weren't for Jedi's teaching them initially? And that's what happened yeah. with Kylo again. Yeah. So it's just like yep. this running running theme. I mean, do you give Hitler a gun? You know, like that's kind of I think that's like well, how you should think well, about it. So that's that that, that gives people. you that gives uh you know motivation for you know Luke wanting to be a fucking hermit like uh, Obi Wan was. So I kind of I kind of get that. Yeah, and that's I, that's one thing that I will give as a pro to this movie is that running theme, which, um, which I think is, uh, kind of reflected upon within the, the Kylo thing. And also with the subplot, which personally felt pretty unnecessary, but subplot with Finn and Rose, uh, they were definitely going for, you know, when Benicio del Toro, uh, character shows up, they kind of hit it over the head, which I think rogue one did a little bit as well of like war is just fucked up. Like, you're on this side of it and you're calling yourself the good guy, but then again, so are they. 
Uh, so that's kind of a cool theme within the movie. Yeah, of, Rogue One did that great as well. I mean, Forrest Whitaker is the fanatic on the rebel side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that was awesome, dude. I and you know what what that dude had to do for the rebels. You know, he grew up having to do a bunch of fucked up shit. So yeah, yeah, we're seeing a kind of grown up Star Wars here. Yeah. So that was a good a good running theme of you know well even like they said back way back in episode three like good is a point of view. It, it just depends on which side you're on. And I think Kylo was a good representation of that as well. Like he wasn't necessarily in it for the religion of, you know, Sith or whatever. We don't even know technically, I guess what, uh, Snoke would be considered a Sith, I guess. It's, it's interesting. Anyway, because hey, he's like, he's uh, basically yeah, he, he's, he's, even though he's trying to kill the Sith, he wants to kill the dark side and the for and the light side of the force. He still ultimately ends up on the dark side. So even trying to kill the dark, well, it's like brings it's, you to evil. I guess. Go ahead. Sorry. It's like it's like trying to kill air or something. It's like it's gonna. It's here. You can't kill the force, despite right. how many people he kills. Because Vader tried to do the same fucking thing when he goes and kills all the fucking Jedi, but it's still there. There is always gonna be someone else because the force is always trying to balance. That's what right. makes exactly. wars. Star Wars, because you have the Force, man. Someone's going to be able to use it better than someone else. Yeah. You know, maybe that kid who moves the broom, that's all the fuck that kid can do. Because Maz Katana <laughs> can also, she's Force sensitive, because she's not a fucking Jedi, and she's not oh, a yeah. Sith. Oh, yeah. that's not even, uh, there's her uh, video game cutscene of a scene. Jesus Christ. Dude, listen. Where Maz like, showed up? I don't have. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that either. I don't really. I, like. I, I don't care, man. It's like, it's not like, it didn't bug me enough. Like I, when people were talking about it, I was like, Jesus Christ, really guys? Like, Miles well, was just doing it some was, old. It's just, yeah, it's just so forced. Just like, she's not relevant to this story at all. It, I don't know. It, yeah, it's a lot of like, it's again, Ryan Johnson just seemed to not really like The Force Awakens because right. they make her out That's to be fucking I'm integral to Rey. Yeah. They make her out to be so integral to Rey in the beginning, like, like, God, she seems so fucking important. And in this one, it's just like, derp, what do we do with her? You know, I don't know, dude. I, I just, got a jetpack. See ya. Yeah, it just, I, <laughs> well, I, did, I just did not like that. I did not like that at all. She just didn't even really need to be in there at all. That's that's all. I don't know. And that's that's nitpicking, but I'm just. I, yeah, it's, she did kind of set up the code breaker. And I think sure. a lot of people forget that uh, Benicio del Toro was not the code breaker that, that she sent them to. but i mean that could have been anyone like maz didn't have to show up and you know what i mean it's just like yeah i mean i understand it but why not yeah sure Lady folk at that at her uh at her uh, hideout that got blown up so i don't know i just feel like i i don't know i mean i get people's gripes with it but at the same time man like cool cool maz showed up that's great maybe uh, hopefully she shows up in the third one apparently she knows more letting on i'd really like to know how she got her hands on that fucking lightsaber and this hey, is the, like I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get to this later like when we get ready to close out about your thoughts for the next one but so we'll just keep it at that but um yeah i, I don't know it didn't bug me man i don't know i mean star wars yeah. has always been kind of we had a the fucking third movie of a film and a dude and i love those fucking teddy bears dude <laughs> <laughs> well going back to like what you said about about maz getting the lightsaber i mean that's the whole thing with a it's it's the uh it's the movie of fuck it it doesn't matter you know well i mean the thing is the thing is it's like it's so i love like discussing films that like 
we haven't even finished them yet. Like I feel like if sure. the third one, everything if the if JJ's like, all right, guys, I'm closing every fucking plot hole. Will this shit matter? Probably not. Right. Well, not not. We might, it's it's we might even get a backstory in the third movie. Like they could just, they could out. discuss Snoke, but who gives a shit at this point? You know, you're like, oh. Okay. I mean, honestly, I would read a book about Snoke. Honestly, I would yeah. read, read a book about him because sure. the thing is, he probably had a lot of cool adventures like coming up and like who taught Snoke what he knows. Like, there's this, <laughs> there's so much backstory that they could write a fucking probably five six hundred page novel on. And you know what this guy's gonna do? Fucking read it, dude. Yeah, I need to know. But for this yep. movie, I don't, I don't care. And right. you know, um. There's like, honestly, I think Snoke would have killed Kylo and and Ray if there was a like right. knockdown drag out fucking battle. Because oh, Kylo doesn't have light, the Force lightning, but yeah. fucking Snoke does. So I mean, <laughs> that's pretty fucking badass. You can kill Mo. Palpatine almost killed Luke Skywalker until Vader was like, "Oh, dude, that's my son." Wait, no, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So totally. um, I, I honestly think that was the only way. And I get, I get that people think it's a cheap move. And listen, I want that battle scene as much as any of you motherfuckers do. I would love for this movie to be remade next year and show me that fucking scene. I would love to see Ray and Kylo join forces to fucking take out Snow Snoke. I want that, but that's not right. what we got. Sure. I got what I got, and I was like, you know, maybe this was the best way for Kylo the way he is now, and maybe that's what he had to do to become more powerful. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen the third movie. Or yet. maybe the maybe the Knights of Ren could back up Kylo. Oh wait. They're not in the movie at all. We haven't seen the third one yet, Jason. Calm down. We haven't seen the third one yet. I think, I think they might have been actually. No, oh, yeah. I don't think there's. I don't think they're. I don't think they're Praetorian guards. If they are, fuck Ryan Johnson. Really? Because they kind of look like their outfits from the first movie. No, they're all they're all in black, dude. There's no fucking red mask. There's no. no there I'm talking about. Look at the design of the outfits in the first movie and compare them to the Praetorian Guard outfits well, in the second one. Yeah, sure. When that when that I flashback mean, happens, it, that's right around the same time that like that we get the Luke flashback of him seeing the temple being burned. Right. And I don't Which think also like, felt weird in a Star Wars movie, by the way. I'm saying why why wouldn't Snoke have turned the Knights of Ren into the his Praetorian Guard? I mean. It's plausible. Yeah. It's plausible. Yeah, I mean yeah. it is, but I, I will literally say fuck Ryan Johnson and fuck this movie. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It just it it like you like you mentioned earlier. It really felt like he was kind of like fuck you, JJ, and all of your suspense and mystique that you set up. He's just like <laughs> I'm just gonna glaze over it or kill them off. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm like I enjoy the fuck out of this movie. I thought I had a great time watching it both times. I'm gonna see a yeah. third with my pops. I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna sit through that shit, and I'm just gonna probably enjoy it just the same. But there's bugs me for sure. Can I can I pose one more question that's really been bothering me to you yep. guys? Because I'm curious to hear everyone's thoughts on it. Yes. The the actual plot of the movie itself, not to shift gears too much, but the basically the plot that it's all these star destroyers or dreadnoughts and super star destroyers chasing like three ships. And they can't seem to destroy them. Like, I don't know. So why is there not like 500 Tie Fighters on that ship that at their disposal? Why can't they catch up? I mean, it's just like, oh, they're out of range. It's like, well, every other Star Wars movie, they're like, 
we can't, you know, we won't last long against those Star Destroyers, or we can't outrun a Super Star Destroyer unless you're in, like, the Millennium Falcon or something, and, like, um, you know what I mean? Or, like, your shields only last so long against a bombardment, but the whole movie, they're just blasting on this rear shield of this, like, ship. And they, they tried to explain that away by by saying, oh, they're out of range of it. Right. And, so, and so I think the thinking would have been that TIE fighters wouldn't have been able to go that far from the... Yeah, I don't know. From, well, they, uh, were like, they were like, bring the TIE fighters back because you're too far and we can't give you support and stuff. It's just like, right. yeah, but... Yeah, like fuel concerns, but, but at the same time, that did seem a little contrived, and I was... Yeah. I was I think I hand waved it myself because I. <laughs> okay, this is whatever. not the plot point you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Because kind of, even even like Hux like comments about it in the movie, which felt like just kind of like again before tonally, like what the fuck am I? Saying? He's just like, what's the point of all these ships if we can't blow up three goddamn little ships? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, and I was like, yeah. Wait, wait. Are you saying that we, the audience, are Hux? No, do not say that. <laughs> <laughs> we are all the metaphorical Hux. <laughs> getting, getting choked by a hologram and dragged across the floor. Staring in rage. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, no, no. Anyway, just curious. Just curious to what everyone thought of. The thing know. with me is in space battles, I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm there for Jedi and Sith. Like, that's why I watch Star Wars. That's why I read about, like, Sith and Jedi and stuff. Like, I yeah. enjoy it, whatever. But I'm easily, like, I'm kind of like, I'm like, someone just did a, like, these are not the droids you're looking for moment on me. I was like, okay, doable. Let's move on. Let's get to Kylo yeah. and Ray. That's what I care about. Luke. Right. It just felt so weird that that was, like, a main plot device. Like, it's like, seriously? Yeah. Like, the, the main plot of this movie is we're going to run out of gas. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a road film. It's a road trip movie. Come on. <laughs> it's a buddy. It's a buddy road trip film. I've been looking at it all wrong, dude. You you convinced me. <laughs> I love this movie now. The feel good. <laughs> it's Thelma and Louise in space. Rand has been given to uh, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I would not be surprised at this point. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just want to, like... So, Andrew, I feel like you had this entire list of shit. You were ready to dump it on us. I'm ready. What, <laughs> I'm ready for you. I'm ready to just fucking tear you a new one, dude, or disagree with you. All right. So, uh, yeah, this is partially, like, based on a conversation... Well, a lot of it's based on a conversation I had with our senior Batman correspondent, Ben Juan. And... Uh, I'm going to start with the pluses. Uh, so, uh, number one, the fight scenes are mostly good. And the cast, all good as usual. All the acting. Performances all around, really good. Everybody brought their A game. Um, Great. Do you want to stop there? Talk about fight scenes real quick? or Let me th – we're, we're going to be here, like, all day. If – kind of, like – we'll, we'll – let me go through the whole list, and then we can – then we can uh, – you know, break it apart after that. Okay. All right. Number two, I could take Luke explaining the force for four hours straight. I want the full courses plus online. I want to take like an 18 hour course just learning about the force from Luke. Maddie, when you said earlier that like there's whole chapters, there's whole books on people talking about the force, kind of want to read that. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes. Um, and then uh, BB-8 controlling the AT-AT. Great. Yoda scene. Great. One, there's one too many Force connection scenes, but ultimately I like the idea of being connected by the Force, and I like the fact that the characters address the issue directly. Why is the Force connecting us? You know, I I, I enjoy that. So uh, other, and then after that, uh, wait, wait. We were, yeah, you didn't want to see Adam Driver topless. Girls, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like I've seen it, been there, done that. <laughs> well, I, I read online somewhere that, uh, which I thought was a really great complaint, but someone had said uh, that driving the plot between the Force connection was just a bunch of emo Force texting back and forth, and I thought it was hilarious. Well, that's I could see that, but I, actually, I I'm going to let that one slide. I, I thought it was it was all right. I like seeing new ways of Force can be used. Yeah, sure. Force then, chat. I like the fact that Snoke was causing all of that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a cool element. Yes, yeah, him and playing and manipulating people and shit. That was that was cool. I like that. Yeah, I like that. He's a different type of force master. Like yeah. he wasn't all brawn. He was very much brains. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Which is also kind of a cool tie-in uh, back to like way back to episode three uh, of like. Mm -hmm. um, Sidious like kind of planting all that shit in Anakin's mind of his wife dying and stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of a cool tie-in to to bring the series together. I only have two more, um, and we already talked about this actually. It's just the 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 Luke and Kylo have similar goals, sort of similarish goals. Um, so we already addressed that. I really like that. That was like a big part of the movie, and um, I like the Porgs. I was fucking. Yeah. I was down with the porgs, man. I really was. That they were hilarious. Uh, I, yeah, that dude Chewie trying to eat one of those motherfuckers, man. That shit was so funny, dude. Dude, it looked so good. That was amazing. I just been into that shit. Yeah, I want to see what a porg tastes like. Look at me, tastes cry. Like chicken. Yeah, I bet it does. But I think bad. they are definitely leaning into the cuteness a lot more under Disney. I don't think we would have gotten that close. Up. They got like a puppy eyed, like a puppy dog. I close up in the originals, but whatever. That's just how it's how it's going. But if uh, Lucas had done that shit, they'd have castrated him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's saying. always been cute stuff in in Star Wars. Dude, stuff. I love, I love it's just like a little more than usual. Yeah, imagine Ewoks being cute. By the way, is a total misconception because if you look close, they're bashing motherfuckers to death with their bare hands and rocks. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're they're savage. he walks are savage, <laughs> and then they <laughs> ate them, <laughs> and they worship golden robots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what's not good about that, man? That's fucking dope. No, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. That's one of the most yeah. hilarious parts of fucking uh, Jedi, man. Yeah, Team Ewok over here. Fuck all you hate. <laughs> Team Ewok, baby. All right, is that? Are we going to talk about your pros now, or what you are we going to do here? Yeah, so what? So, I mean, we have not talked about that fucking badass Ray and Kylo scene. In my opinion, it was a badass fight scene. Uh, well choreographed. It was great. It was that was a really great scene, and my my theater even clapped when it was going on. I mean, it was it was pretty epic, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a good scene. It was fun. It was so a fun Jason, watch. It was a little. It was a little Batman and Robin back to back. Bang Dude, pal, I'm gonna but, I'm hey, gonna just take that. I'm I'm gonna just say I like yeah. that. I think it, it, it's kind of like when Obi Wan and. Uh, 
Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. What can I remember that fucker's name? Liam Neeson. Yeah. When they fought Darth Maul, it was fucking great. It was fucking great, dude. I loved it. Yeah. I could have used more of that shit. We're teaming say, up, baby. Jason, yeah. I just want to say, I was talking to your brother. Yeah. And he was like, he hated it. And I was like, he didn't like anything. He's like, no, straight up hate. And yeah. I was like, but talking <laughs> to you, you do like, like a little bit of it, which is uh, okay. I like yeah, it. It had, it had, it had its merits. Um, yeah. But uh, all in all, I it is bottom of the barrel as far as episodes of Star Wars go. And what you like this last episode one? Yeah, I think that halfway through this movie, I felt like it made episode one look like Citizen Kane. Jesus, oh. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that bad on it. Dude, I think Jar Jar is enough to ruin all that shit. Yeah, that's a bit of that's a bit of a stretch. But I honestly, I really felt like, okay, so like, mm. that's a, a great analogy. I felt leaving the theater, I felt how I did when I went to see episode one, and a lot of that is because of your expectations and so on and so forth. Even though, like I said before, I'm like it's, it's all kind of fan fiction. I didn't really feel like I had my expectations set that high, you know. Episode one, I'm like, okay, we waited like 20 years or whatever, and like. I had already had that movie written in my head before I went to go see it, just based off of dialogue and backstory and shit. And then when I went to see it, I was so like, it was the opposite of everything that I thought I was going to see. And it was confusing and weird. And that's how I felt about this movie just tonally. And with the decisions that were made and, and even just the way it was filmed and, and it just felt so un star Wars. And it's like, it's one thing. So for like, someone like Ryan Johnson, if he, if he wants to break the mold, like wait for your new trilogy or whatever, like you're in the middle of a, you're, you're in the eighth installment of this series. Like to try and make something that feels totally different is just a weird decision to me. And it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, what felt un star Wars about it to you? Cause it felt very, very star Wars to me. I just, the, just the look of it and the, the way, way too much humor and kind of the, like I was saying before, like the way the dialogue was delivered and, and the way just the I writing. Mean, Empire just, Strikes Back, which was a very heavy, you know, movie had its fair share of humor also. Yeah, it's, that's night and day though, between the two of them. I mean, it was like, one was like tastefully and amazing and the other was, Shit sandwich. No, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, see, I disagree completely there. Um, I didn't think it was nearly as slapstick as some people think it was. I mean, yeah. honestly, the only time I really got annoyed was that first part where Luke just kind of flips the the lightsaber over his shoulder, and it's like, oh, okay, so he's Yoda now. Right. And that didn't that didn't really fit what came after it for one thing, because Yoda wasn't so much the just a crotchety old recluse as he was an actively mischievous, <laughs> yeah, sure, you know, teacher. And uh, but if I think if he'd have cast it to the side, you know, like like so it wasn't a joke; it was more of a declaration. Or just dropped it. It, it would have carried. Yeah, it, it would have carried more weight if it'd been a definitive. Sure. Re rebuke, 
of it right. or a dismissal of it. You know, it felt like a whimsical dismissal of it. Like, eh, you yeah. know, and, and I'm with you there. I am. But the rest of it, I thought, was pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I, just, I just feel like they, they just laid on the humor really thick in it and at really bizarre times. And then, like, you know, kind of, I don't want to, like, keep repeating myself or anything, but just, like, the decisions that they made, just the characters and the direction that it went in, it felt to me, like, very, like, okay, we're going to conveniently get rid of this, this, and this, and we're going to set it up to where... You know, there's only this legacy character left, and none of any of that shit matters, so it can move forward. Which it's like that's okay if that's what you need to do. But well, here's just, here's an interesting thing though is I don't know if they actually got rid of Luke because yeah. with how much Yoda could manipulate. I mean, he even hit Luke in the head, man. <laughs> that yeah. that's not really gone from the series that's actively able to change things on their own i i wouldn't be surprised if snoke came back in the ninth one and they had a force ghost on force ghost fight <laughs> i hope so that would be awesome I, certainly hope I, I was i was telling an uh, another guy who's on our podcast uh that i would love to see like the dark side of like, you know, like when the light side comes and talks to, like, the Jedi, you know, it's like, I want Snoke to come back. You yeah. know, I want Palpatine to, like, yeah. like, talk to fucking Kylo Ren. If fucking Darth Sidious talks, talks to Kylo Ren, I might lose it in the next one, dude. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be like, holy fuck, JJ, did you just make the best fucking Star Wars movie ever? <clears throat> yeah, or they even reference that when Kylo is speaking to Vader's helmet. Right. Says, you know, right. he says, show me show me again, which means that they've communicated, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and so I mean, and it's Luke plausible. Said, it's... Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Luke says in this uh, if if uh, Kylo strikes him down, that he'll haunt him just like your grandfather does. Yeah, sure. So, so obviously... Yeah. Scratch and hopefully we haven't seen the last of Luke because I feel like that... That was just. I just want to. He, like, he deserves a he deserves a greater death. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just want to say like. I, What's that? I just I wanted to say that like since Carrie Fisher has passed. Right. I wonder if like, I don't know like she I I, I wonder if she was supposed to do more as Princess Leia and say the third installment like whatever they were thinking about doing. Sure. But maybe that's they really why Luke wanted they wanted to end Luke in this one. And now yeah. it's like, well, fuck, man. We didn't see that shit coming. So now it's like, oh, fuck. What are we going to do in the third one? And that's like, that's out of anyone's hands at that point. I just think that's, you know, so. Well, I think the third one is, is the passing of the guard. It's it's Ray versus uh, Kylo Ren. Um, We've already seen that fight. I want something new. She won. <laughs> well, we haven't, though. I mean, we've seen them battle and you know, flirt and touch. I saw her give him a pretty badass scar and probably would have killed him if that mountain hadn't have separated. <laughs> yeah. The classic Star Wars. Yeah. Well, the thing to think about that one too is he'd already been pretty badly injured by one of the most powerful weapons, handheld weapons in, in the series. Oh shit, you just said it. Chewie's going to kill Kylo. He's got to, to avenge Han. 
<laughs> Done. Episode three written. Pretty. Make make him into a pelt. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Chewie well, wearing his like helmet as a necklace. I'll t- and then twerking with that the- again. Or hanging out with Moz because she loves. Also, that speaking of speaking of battles, that I do think it was kind of a cool aspect of the, uh, uh, you know, Luke projecting himself from the island and being able to say goodbye to Carrie Fisher. That was a, a nice little touching scene. But you know, then everything's trying to shoot him, and then he comes out and brushes his shoulder off. I'm like, oh look, more 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 slapstick. But. Uh, Dude, I, I don't mind that scene because just... it, it's all trying to just piss Kylo Ren off. Right. But it's like, it. talk about like, uh, that, even like the, okay, so going back to like the feel of a Star Wars movie, that that fight scene in general, like, I guess if you can call it that, was just like, what the fuck? It's like the Matrix now? Like, what's happening? Luke's backbending and just. I don't know. You use slow motion and someone does a weird bend. Everyone's like, "Ah, oh, fuck! It's the Matrix, dude. They did that shit in the Matrix." Oh, I the loved Matrix. that part. I and I think that you can use your for the force on yourself too. So even being an old man, he can sort of like lift himself up and do some crazy moves like that. Exactly. And I get like why he didn't want to touch lightsabers because you know obviously it would have gone right through and have blown his little cover. It's just one of those things like, and. I, just being very nitpicky, I, I guess, like, my qualms with this movie, like, there are just certain rules and guidelines that Star Wars movies have, like, set forth, like, the way they're filmed, the way the dialogue works, the pacing of it, and J.J. Abrams did a really good job of staying within those parameters, and this one did not, and... I feel like it was intentional because they're like, well, we're this is a Star Wars movie for a new generation and this and that, and that's fine. But it it just seemed like an odd placement to try and break the mold. That's all. I mean, I understand that. But, I mean, if we're talking about the fighting here, you also had, like, Yoda's able to flip around and do all kinds of crazy shit in, yep. in their canon, you know, in the sure. prequels, even though the movie sucks. So, Not, obviously, right. in a fight, you, the, the Force user can use it even on himself. Sure. But it's so, just... Not the fact that he's flipping; it was just the way that it was. It's the way that it was filmed. It's just the direction. Of oh, the, you're talking about yeah, just overall the filmmaking. Actual, yeah, the actual shot with the CGI slow motion lightsaber coming overhead, like this is made for 3D. It just, it just felt bizarre. I understand that, but that's just I don't know. That doesn't really bother me as much. I think it's I don't know. I just thought it was a cool shot. I just sure. want to say, that at some point, you got to break the mold, and maybe this wasn't the right time. Right. Was. Right. Well, they're handing him a new trilogy. Like, do whatever the hell you want in that. Well, I mean, that's fine because it's not gonna like. As I mean, I don't care. I like give him his own fucking Star Wars. Are you? You'll go see that shit if you're a fan. Yeah, you're gonna I'm see. I'm gonna that. go see all the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy the goddamn toys and I'm gonna go see the shit and play the video games. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's uh, cry game. myself to sleep on my Jar Jar pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I have. So, I mean, in the end, what the fuck? What's it matter, dude? If they sold Jar Jar toilet paper, that shit would sell <laughs> through the roof, maybe. Yeah, I just want to say this is what I wanted from just that whole end scene with Luke. I'm just gonna spell out what I thought was gonna happen while I was watching this movie. 
So Ray looks down in the water. She sees his X-Wing. And I was like, oh, fuck. He's going to raise that shit from the water. We're going to get a reference to Empire. How he couldn't do it then. Holy Empire style, yeah. He's going to roll in. The, the Millennium Falcon's going to roll in. Because we already saw Ray and Chewie go in to help out and draw the TIE Fighters. Luke's going to sweep in with the X-Wing. We're going to see his old fucking X-Wing. He's going to have the helmet on. It's going to be rusted as shit. It's going to look dope because everything still works. R2 is going to be in that motherfucker. I don't know how. I mean, I was just, my mind was racing at this point, but like what I wanted to see happen. And they're going to be having a dialogue back and forth. It's going to be fucking great. It's going to be like old times. <laughs> it's going to shoot some and then he's going to go down, have that moment with Leia. It's going to be fucking great. We're all going to fucking cry our eyes out because RIP Carrie Fisher. Right. And he's going to walk out there and then they start shooting at him. I was like, this motherfucker's using a fucking force, a force bubble, dude. Yeah. Like he, like all this stuff should be bouncing off of him or not hitting him, whatever the fuck. And then I thought he would get up, dust the shoulder off, don't care. You know, every once in a while, you got to be Jay-Z. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> so, and then I thought he was going to like, like he would just raise both his hands. And then all those fucking like AT-ATs would just fall the fuck down. Right. Like I thought he was just going to blow everything up. But that, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted yeah. to see Luke Skywalker become a fucking master. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just I wanted to see him be a Jedi Knight and a master. And if this is his last go out, I wanted to see that. Right. You well, know, speaking of how, how fight scenes are filmed, I'm not done. I'm not oh, done. I'm not finished. Okay. Let me finish. Okay. So then we have, the, we have the Kylo and him fight scene, and then he gets struck down. Way cooler than Obi Wan because I will say that fight scene between Obi Wan and Vader is not that great. Right. And because they didn't have the technology, it's fine. Correct. But I love it. But a cool ass fight scene. Kylo maybe he's gonna beat him, maybe not, probably not, because fucking he's fighting Luke fucking Skywalker, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, and he just goes, if you he says that line, if you strike me down, I'll haunt you forever. Yeah. Kylo strikes him down, disappears, Kate blows in the wind. You get this moment from Adam Driver, Kylo Ren, that's like, did I do the right thing? Right. That that's how I would have written this movie. But no one asked me. Disney didn't ask me. Captain Kennedy didn't come knocking on my door and go, "Maddie, what do you want to see?" That's unfortunate because that was a way better ending. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we do write better movies here on Superhouse, uh, Jason. That's, I'm like, sold. I was, I went through that like seconds in my mind of like, as soon as I saw that X-wing and then like stuff started coming together, I was like, "Holy fuck! If they even do this, it's gonna this is gonna be the best fucking movie, the best fucking Star Wars movie ever." And they didn't right. do it. Right. And I, I enjoy this movie. I enjoy it. I don't think it's great. Um, I'm kind of on the I'm I'm in there with people who maybe this was too soon. And I'm still on the like I don't know if this is a trap movie or if like once everything's said and done, if this is actually a really cool segment of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But I'm gonna I just have to say I enjoy it and the things that do happen, even if there is some shitty stuff in it. You know, I want to wait. I want to wait for the complete trilogy, man. Sorry, yeah. Andrew. I wanted to finish that. You go ahead. I was just saying, uh, the the remember that remake of Count of Monte Cristo like 10, 15 years ago, with young Henry Cavill in it. Oh, man. <laughs> Henry Cavill is like nineteen in this movie, bro. Anyway, that movie has amazing fencing scenes. Holy fuck! Where are those guys? <laughs> they need to just they need to come because you know you know the lightsabers are sort of samurai but they're kind of highly european style fencing too so right. you need to get like the best fencers in the world and that, i think that's what they did with the original trilogy too sure was they 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 got they got like olympic fencers to 
do the uh, fight scenes, even though they seem kind of dated now. That's what those guys thought of. Um, yeah. But anyway, did you guys want me to go through real quick the minuses? Sure. Yeah. I just, I just want to say, the biggest waste of Force Awakens was having the two dudes from Raid in it and not do fucking anything. I know. Yes. Oh my god. You should just hired those guys to do all your choreography through all three films. <laughs> right. Just saying. Anyway, tell me your cons, Andrew. I feel like we've gone through them, but I want to hear them. We've gone through a lot of them, so that's why I'll go through quickly. Um, the casino scene was pretty much terrible throughout. Um, the Codebreaker stuff was ultimately pointless, and the action just wasn't my thing. Uh, the handling of Luke is kind of out of character. All right, we already did that one. I sort of didn't like Luke's death. There seems to be no explanation in any of the in any of the movies saying that using too much Force juice will kill you. So it feels a bit convenient that he died there. Right. It somewhat echoes Obi Wan's death, but it seems not as powerful at the same time. Uh, it seems as if Ryan Johnson doesn't care anything for The Force Awakens at all because he didn't seem to give a shit about anything actually set up in that one. Not just Ray's parentage, but also Poe and Finn as well. Ben Wan said to me in a private conversation, quote, mysteries from The Force Awakens were anticlimactic. Who's Snoke? Who are Ray's parents? Doesn't matter, end quote. Boyega's fight with Phasma seems forced and has little to no payoff. Oh, she man. just comes in there out of nowhere. Poe po doesn't fly enough. Uh, the pacing is often slow and awkward. Okay, you covered that one. The mirror scene with Ray. She goes down there to face her inner dark side to find out who her, you know, her, the dark, her inner dark side seems to be, you know, uh, hiding within her who her parents are. But that scene also seems to not pay off anything, really, it, it seems like. I, I mean, maybe it, not why, with why does that whole have anything to do with her inner dark side? I don't understand. Really came off really derivative of a never-ending story. Okay, yeah, so very, I think I, very the thing for me is, as I go back to, there's a story of, you know, when Luke goes down to, goes into that cave sure. on Dagobah to fight, and he ends up fighting Vader and his face is similar, revealed. Yes. Yeah, similar, yeah. Um, and, and in a story somewhere I read that there was a Sith that came down and Yoda and the Sith had a fight. The Sith, Yoda killed the Sith, the Sith there, therefore the dark energy was released. So I when I saw this scene, I was like, "Oh shit!" Did Luke at some point fight a Sith? Did someone go down here, or not even Luke, but previous? Because those texts are fucking old. That tree is fucking dead, dude. Trees live a really fucking long time. So, like, is yeah. this like some Sith Lord fell here forever ago? Like, which what? we might not get an explanation for. So, everyone, calm down. Yeah. It might not be in the third one. Yeah, something was just <laughs> but a little maybe weird it'll be in there. a book. Something. But well, that's why like that's why I read it as this, like the the four like there there was just a dark side there because there had been a fallen Sith there sure. because their energy is left behind. Well, there's but that's maybe like expanded universe, Maddie going. Ooh, that would be cool. Well, there's a there's right. an, an underlying theme that like places have dark force energy. So like you know, and I think they were trying to go for the metaphor that below the surface is. Is where the darkness lies. Okay, that makes sense. But even whenever she looks, she 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 finds nothing. So what does that? I mean, okay. Whoa, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold I on. I think she tries. She realizes that it's she finds you know within herself. I think you know they were that trying is, to go with that. I, it's it's all, right. all in it's all in you. The the dark and the light. It's you know a, a matter of choice sort of thing. That's kind of what I took away from it. And even That's, going back to Dagobah, like there's you know. <laughs> The EU around that is uh, that planet is a, 
at its core dark force energy, which is why Yoda chose to hide there because he wouldn't get his force sensibilities would not be picked up on because of the dark energy coming off of that planet. But anyway, what did you have to say, Herring? I thought you were trying to say something, Herring. Uh, yeah. Um. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I was gonna say, look, in the first, all right, in was it uh, Empire? Uh, I believe when uh, Luke goes and faces the dark side of himself, his greatest fear is that he's going to turn into Darth Vader, and that's what he ends up confronting. Sure. Ray's greatest fear is that she'll never know who her parents are, and that's what she's shown that she has. That that there is no real answer to that for her. It's it's not about who her parents are, and it never has been. But that's her fear. Fear is that she will never find her parents. In the first movie, even she wants to go back to Jakku to wait for her parents. You know, she that is her greatest weakness, and that's what the dark side shows you is your weakness. It shows you what you want, and what her attachment. Right, and that's her attachment. That's that's her weakness is not knowing who who her parents are, and that's why when when Kylo Ren tells her, "Oh, your parents were just space trash," you know, <laughs> trash wranglers, dead in a pauper's grave. Now, do we know that that's the truth? No, no. He could just be pushing her buttons because he knows exactly what she fears. Right. But I think, but I don't really take that as a lie because he kind of had, you know, unless maybe he's planting something, but like he kind of got her to bring it to the the surface herself and admit it, you know? Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, uh, does it really matter who her parents are? I mean, they didn't actually set that up in the first one. They just set up that she was abandoned. Right, spaceship flying. Well, people read a lot into the Force Awakens that wasn't actually as much setup as it was backstory, flashes of backstory, and, and I don't know. I guess I I didn't see that as her being a nobody from nowhere as a bad thing or as, as this horrible, you know, how can she not be a solo or a Obi or a Kenobi or even right. a Skywalker? Well, she doesn't have to be sure. I mean, it's yeah, Luke, the- Luke was just a moisture, moisture farmer, but he also right. had, he also had the lineage. She, needs really she needed to be, but then again, Luke also had somebody show him how to use the force at least a little bit. Yeah. Right. Well, I think the thing with her was, like I said, I think the Force kind of kick-started itself in her because of how powerful Kylo Ren had become and the fact that, well, there was no Luke Skywalker. He'd shut himself off to the Force, so there's nobody to deal with this. Sure. Well, you like know. Snoke says, like, darkness rises and the light to meet it or whatever. <clears throat> and, uh, and you you mentioned the uh, the casino scene being terrible, Andrew. And man, I just did not like that at all, man. I agree with you. I, I think it fit perfectly. It shows that you send 
this small team, especially behind leadership's back, you know, to find this person. And it's not, you know, it's not necessarily going to succeed. In fact, it's very likely to fail, especially when the dude they bring back isn't even the one they were told, you know, they're going to bring back. And then you compound that with uh, 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 about the transports being cloaked and telling them about it within earshot of the dude, you know, <laughs> and, and him betraying her when became an, an issue later on when they got caught, you know, I mean, th that's failure on every level. <laughs> and and yeah. it's likely that, and, and you see the, the excess of the, I mean, it's a little ham fisted, honestly, sitting in a, a casino, but you know, I still got the point of it, and I actually enjoyed that because it's just one more thing that Poe messed up, you know? I mean, Poe made a lot of mistakes as a leader in this movie. Yeah. And it, sh and it showed how brash he was and how, honestly, his actions directly led to almost the entire resistance being wiped out. Right. Yeah, you I just up. didn't like those horses, man. Anytime it just, it, yeah, like, a lot of I just, uh, and then like Rose has this whole thing about now they're free and all that. It just, so, it kind of felt like too much of an aside. I know that they want to give, they want to flesh out Rose's character by showing how much she cares about animals and people and all this. Like she's a very caring person. I get it, but it seemed to be a little bit like we went too far out of the uh, normal story just to yeah. do this. Contrived and forced. Now they're free until they wrangle them back up and bring them back to the stall. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and then, yeah, and then there's this whole this whole like THX 1138 style chase scene, and it's yeah, it felt so unnecessary for a movie oh. that's already almost three hours long. It's just like, as a director, you I don't know. It's just like make some decisions and cut some shit out, and like they could they could have lost a lot of that. If they'd left out the horses so much as being this big grand victory, which which it wasn't, um, <laughs> yeah, they're like they're all, all microchipped, man. We'll find them. <laughs> and they could have done what what they were there for, you know, which is alerting these little kids in the stables, you know, the 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 outer rim territories, giving them hope again, without that big of a chase scene i guess you know it, it didn't have to be as grand as it was it could have been a yeah. much more much more stealthy escape that that yeah. lent itself better to the plot yes 20, that's, that's, 20 minutes of pod racing that's partly what that's kind of what i wanted to say it was a bit just yeah. a bit too much for what it was yeah actually actually yeah, had less of a problem if those were actually pods they were racing <laughs> That'd be yeah. kind of cool. That would be kind of like a callback. At least it'd be a tie. Dude, if they would have done pod racers, fans would have been like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, sure. It's, I mean, they're this upset about some furry horses. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine <laughs> if we were watching pod racing? Can you right. imagine how cry? Can you? I'd much that's, rather that's have what... furry, furry fucking horses because I thought they looked dope. I agree. I don't think this scene. You should have cut this and thought of a better way to get it. They, they look great, but I mean, did you really have to focus on it? I, I didn't. Yes, yes. Oh, so we're, we're all in agreement on this part. Yeah, this is interesting. Un unnecessary, unnecessary subplot that just I mean, dragged on. 
the porgs kind of got across the whole, okay, animals are, are a life form and we probably shouldn't eat them or abuse them thing pretty succinctly. We didn't have to do a whole other subplot about right. animals being abused, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, meanwhile, I, 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 meanwhile I, I, trying to teach a lesson on, like, class warfare, you know. I mean, I think the animals in it did play, like, you know, because the porgs, like, Ray does find the porgs playing around with the lightsaber. Then you have that scene. And then later on, the crystal foxes get them out of the, you know, I mean, I guess Ray gets them out. But it does lead them to an exit. So, exactly. I mean, you know, I, I definitely, like, I don't like the casino scene. I, with you guys, I think it was heavy-handed in the fact that, like, here's the 1%, like, gambling. And they use both right. sides. Blah blah blah. Right. And the world is fucking terrible. We know how fucking terrible the world is. Yeah, right. we know who's fucking president. Like, don't like, yeah. don't. I don't need to be reminded. I come to yeah, power. I don't need, the, I don't need the lesson. I don't need the lesson, yeah. Ryan. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like every. I mean, I got it in Rogue One, guys. I get it. We should rebel. This is what this whole movie series I'm, is fucking about: rebelling against a terrible fucking empire. Okay, I get it. Got it. I'll put I mean, a racist just, machine album. I'll get it. It's fine. <laughs> lead them to a, uh, a cellar that leads out of the city. That right. that would have been perfectly yeah. fine. That would have been enough. Yeah. That would have been good, yeah. And Benicio's character uh, was really good, I thought. I He actually... Oh, yeah. He, honestly, the best actor in the entire movie, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah exactly. I do yeah. think Adam Driver was a lot better than he was in the first one. Yeah, he was. Um, I did he was good, man. Yeah, I thought he got into it, alright? I think the thing with Adam Driver is he has a different acting style, but... That's like a problem. Yeah. Another thing uh, that I noticed, um, which I don't know if anyone else felt this way, that I think kind of added to the disorientation or the weird pacing, but um, was it just me or did like the look and feel of it for certain parts like change? Like I feel like they reshot a bunch of shit like six months later or something, because there would be scenes where you're like, oh wow, like Ray looks like ten pounds heavier in that scene or something, or and it just didn't like. Uh, I think. It it's possible. I mean, I think anything, that's pretty standard. That's standard within movies, anyway. But it it was something really bizarre from scene to scene. Like some of it just felt really out of place. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody uh, else was that way. Oh, I don't know. I I didn't really catch that. But then I haven't seen it but once. So yeah, I I don't, I don't think I caught anything like that. I mean, maybe my third viewing, I'll be like, oh yeah, Jason was right. Look at this shit. You know. <laughs> Because, I mean, there's just, like, when I see when I see a Star Wars movie the first time, I'm just, like, in awe. I'm just, like, take me on this adventure. And then the second time, I'm like, all right. Because I remember when I saw Force Awakens, I was like, oh, my God, I fucking love this movie. J.J. Abrams, you're a fucking god. You're the next Spielberg. It's amazing. I literally get home that night, and it's just like, that movie sucked. It's a new hope over again. Fuck this movie. Fuck J.J. Abrams. They ruined Star Wars. And I was like, oh, shit. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe the fanboy inside me got too excited. So yeah. I went back. I was trying to go see The Revenant, and I missed the showing. And, like, literally five – like, I had to wait five minutes and Force Awakens. I was like, fuck it. I'll go see Force Awakens again. <laughs> again, set through that entire fucking movie and went, all you motherfuckers are wrong. This movie is great. I don't know why anyone's hating on this. I love every second of this movie. Dude, and I'll then watch I get out of The Last Jedi, and I go, okay, so I feel really weird about this because it's a different feel for the movie. They do a lot of things that me as a huge fan of the series, it's kind of like it's like a big F you to me. And I was like, I like, is that what you should do? I don't know. And then yeah. I get home, everyone's like shitting on everything again. And I was like, I don't, I really don't know if we can make a Star Wars movie that anyone will like. 
I've seen yeah. you enjoy like I I love Force Awakens, man. I across the board, I think Force Awakens is a lot of fucking fun and it Rogue One. I think Force Awakens is like it's exactly like when my dad sat me down and showed me the original trilogy. He's like, This is Star Wars, son, and I was like, What's Star? And I just shut up. And then my dad did a great thing where he would be like, We'd end it, and I go, Dad. And he's like, You know, there's another one. And I'm like, What the fuck are we doing not watching that right now? Right. You know, then I see Empire, and then it's like, Luke, I am your father. And I was like, holy fuck. And he's like, there's a third one. I was like, Jesus Christ, father, stop doing this. Yeah. You know, and like, that's when I sit down and watch Force Awakens. And like, I went and saw it with my dad, which is like, you know, it's great to watch this stuff. Like if you're, if your father introduces it to you, hope someday I can have kids and do this for them. Um, but like, and like seeing his face when he watched Force Awakens and then like his reaction to it, I was like, dad, what'd you think? He's like, that was awesome. It was like seeing the originals. And I was like, right. That's all the review I fucking need from anyone ever. Yeah. And it, you know, felt, and my dad it isn't, felt like Star Wars. Yeah, and my dad doesn't like super dive into movies. He's like very face value kind of like, don't get it, don't care, moving on. That's right. awesome. Action was awesome. Great movie, you know? Right. So my dad's very much like doesn't put out. He's not like, well, this scene was a little lacking because the lighting was really weird and I don't know, the camera angle was off. Right. I don't understand what the like what the actor was trying to do with their you know he's just like uh yeah that's amazing this sucks that's amazing this sucks so to like so I'm very excited to see the last Jedi with him just to see what he thinks well that's that's what makes me movies. that's what makes me reluctant to you know because I'm not I wasn't one of those episode seven haters uh, even dude I defend the prequels to people sometimes on various things you know what i mean it's like yeah, i'm not a star wars hater like i find merit in them and i'm sure you know time will change my opinion on things i'll, I'll be able to go back and watch it again i've still i've only seen it once you know um and you know it's like with anything at first all you notice are the things that irritate you and then i'll start to pick out the things that i like and it'll grow me a little bit and then you get used to certain things but still like that's my whole thing because i'm i'm not star wars hater guy but there was just something about this movie that it just felt all wrong you know what i mean like like i said like jj was so good at like capturing the feel and a lot of people were like oh it's the same movie and over and over again it's like well his hands are kind of tied because he wants to make a movie that appeals to star wars fans that gives you the feeling of you're watching a star wars movie and i think he he did that really well um and Ultimately, that's just what I think is is lacking, you know. Um, yeah. And you know, I need to give it a second watch. And um, I, I just, I would honestly have much rather just had JJ direct all three of these movies, you know. Yeah, in yeah. retrospect, yes. yeah, I, yes. I completely agree. Um, I think his head was in a really good place, and he has his finger on the pulse of it uh, really well. And hopefully, he can <clears throat> kind of bring it full circle. Um, and like you know, it's it could be one of those things. Like when you see how it all comes together at the end, it could actually make this installment a lot more enjoyable. Uh, yeah, well, that's the, that's the interesting. To... Go ahead, sorry. No, that's that. That's it. Go for it. That's the interesting thing about this. Like, like for example, Ray's parents and Kylo. Is he lying to her? I feel like now that's up to JJ. You know, right. like yeah. He yeah, he might have sure. been. He might have not have been. I think that JJ is going to address that. He has a he's going to have the writing team on his side, and he's going to make the decisions. And 
we'll see how that plays out. So maybe, yeah, I think that going back into JJ's hands, it's going to. It actually, honestly, might make this movie better. Sure, it could. <laughs> People it, it retcon actually... the fu- not retcon it, but what do you call it? Just explain the fuck out of it and bring closure and everything. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm putting too much faith into it, but his track record's pretty good so far. Sure. I don't like Super Eight. If we're talking about J.J. Abrams, I think it <laughs> well, it's not me. perfect, but he's been good at sci-fi shit. He made a re- he made a really good movie about kids making a zombie film, and then decided to put an alien in it, and it went off yeah. kilter for me. Sure, I would yeah. much rather watch a movie about kids making a fucking zombie movie and trying to get that shit like, you know, into a short film festival than have them deal with an alien. <laughs> um, but it's your point, uh, I do think he's a solid filmmaker. Um, like like it, I'm a film man. I have three more points on my minuses. Excellent. What? I thought you were done. No, I got interrupted, so I just let it go. Sorry. Oh, that's right. It's roundtable discussion. You just got to go with it. I know. I'm just letting it go. So uh, here's, the, here's, the other, uh, here's the third to last one. As a dude that loves training montage scenes, training montage scenes like in fucking Rocky or whatever, um, I really love training in movies. I like it when a character gets what comes from shit to good and we see that with luke a lot of people like han the most i like luke the most because i like seeing that arc not just internally but also externally with his skill in the in these movie in this movie in particular there's no real like you're definitely better now precisely because of this training feel you know and i know that she's already super powerful but she also seems to really she seems to express this really this need for direction and luke does give her a little bit but that seems to last like basically 20 minutes and then the training's over and then she has to leave again. And yeah, she does leave like Luke. I get it, but it's, but it's like a lot less training. And then, uh, what else we got here? Yeah. There was just a lot of hours of training that went down in Dagobah seemingly. Uh, and you know, we go into this movie seeing, uh, Ray, Ray's already beat Kylo, basically. You know, if there wasn't that fucking earthquake in The Force Awakens, she would have won. So this gives the need for the very much setup you need to complete your training in Force Awakens for Kylo. So what I, what I, what I would have liked to have happened was for Kylo to go back, train like a motherfucker in the dark side, and then come back powerful as fuck that can best the fuck out of Ray. You know? But we don't get that because also his training's cut short. He's switching sides, and yeah, he, it's just a little weird. It's a little weird there. And then it just seems like the training on both sides almost doesn't even matter because they have their lineage or they have the, this natural ab- ability. So it's just kind of it's just kind of weird. And also, like I know Ray's supposed to be like naturally super gifted, but it sometimes seems kind of like like overcompensating. This is going to be, um, what do you call it? People are going to debate me on this one. But it seems like they're overcompensating because she's a woman. Because the point is to be as powerful as a man. But what they've done here is make her ridiculously more powerful than any other man they've, we've ever seen. So it's it's a little bit like she's already Dark Phoenix over here. It's 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 <laughs> It's a bit too much. I think that she needs to kind of be at the the same i don't know man just the same place that that luke was in i'd like for her to echo that at least a little bit more but she just comes in fucking super saiyan already yeah just owning it 
Well, honestly, uh, what this last time that she went up against Kylo, they were pretty evenly matched, you know, trying to grab for that lightsaber. So I'm not sure a, a, a fully healed Kylo Ren is any less powerful than Ray is. I think that he's just so super powerful that, that she's kind of been built up to, to meet him, you know? Yeah. Well, I, something that would have served this movie really well, I think, which every other Star Wars movie has, which also right from the get-go was just kind of weird tonally, but time passed. Like this in between the the episodes, like it literally picks up right where it left off. So, like like you were saying, like the yes, lack indeed. of training on both sides. Like Kylo is literally the same Kylo he was. He's just super pissed off. And, like, that's cool, but I feel like it would have served the story a little, little bit if they would have just let some time pass, explain a little bit in the crawl, you know, bring everyone up to speed, and then carry on with the story. But I feel like because of the placement, it just felt pretty weird and sort of rushed right off the get-go. It's like, and I get that. I think that that's kind of the theme of the movie. It's like there's no time for to think about shit. Like, they just need to... Uh, evacuate uh, and you know they need to escape the first order and whatever but I feel like it was kind of hurting the story a little bit if they would have just let you know six months pass or whatever and kind of bring everyone up to speed where Ray is with Luke and so on and so forth they could have been a little more impactful and and then just let the characters develop and breathe a little bit you know it's it, I mean just to combat my own point here too for just just for make everything more complete or try to be anyway uh the it did seem like there was some training going on between snoke and um and adam driver and kylo but they didn't show it it's just all kind of like implied yeah, and right. I, i'm just saying i, I would have liked for, for them to have shown it more i want to see the evil version of lifting rocks and x-wings right where yeah. did that go you know or like maybe maybe since Snoke is cerebral, maybe show Snoke teaching him how to be fucking uh, sneaky in some way. Yeah. Or I well, don't know. I just don't. That, I just that don't also know. makes his death so much more lackluster because you don't yeah. really care. Because uh, you're like, well, I don't know what connection these two characters really have anyway. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. not really that shocked by him killing him because, well, I don't in know the- anything about it. So. But that's also the thing too, in like the original trilogy, you don't really know Vader and Palpatine until we get the prequels. Sure. You know, and there's like you don't have that like it's it's all about like having that rich backstory, which we don't have with these. I mean, if you've read some of the novels, I'm sure there's something in there. But from what I know of like the new novels, it's, there's not a lot because they're trying to keep everything under wraps and like don't give anything away. So mm-hmm. I don't know, because, I mean, if you just look at the original trilogy just at face value without the prequels or any extended universe shit, there's not a lot explained. You don't get a lot of shit. Yeah, but you knew and, that a son was going on a mission to either kill his own father or let himself be destroyed. And that, yeah. has, weight, that has weight to it. Like, this but just at the had end no of, weight. Can you imagine watching, like, uh, A New Hope and then just be like, oh, where's this going to go? And then watching the second one. And then, like that ending, and be like, "Where the fuck is this gonna go?" Right. You know, it's yeah. like it's all in I hindsight. 
I did yeah, that. Yeah. I actually had to wait for Jedi to come out in the theater when I was a child. I'm pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lived it, man. Maybe, uh, it's like, because I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't like Return of the Jedi. You know? Yeah. It it's like I love it because it was like it was like one of the. I think it's like one of those weird movies, like back in the day when Pizza Hut, you could get like a VHS with a pizza. Like I had Temple <laughs> of Doom and I had Return of the Jedi for the longest time. Yeah. So I would just watch those continuously. People are like, Are you like Temple world. of Doom? And everyone's like, Temple of Doom sucks. And I'm like, No, dude, it's great. What are you talking about? It's only because yeah. I watched that shit so much as a kid. And I love sure. Return of the Jedi just because I watched it so much as a kid. Like, I understand that Empire is a better movie, but mm -hmm. Return has a special place in my heart, which is hard sure. to replace. But yeah. like people were like, it's the weakest. It's the worst. Like you end a movie with a fucking teddy bear party? Like, come on, guys. Come on. JJ, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I get it. Maybe I'm the fanboys will love it if you do it. I don't know at this point. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe uh maybe the fourth link between uh Kylo and Ray was the training. Maybe he thought, man, this dude is seriously pent up. Maybe he needs to get laid. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, I'm sure Kyle that was hence the inopportune moment of him uh, getting in the shower or whatever. Yeah, can exactly. you put a towel on, please? No. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> this is four sets. Snoke, Snoke is the matchmaker, man. Matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get like I, I have to be like <laughs> I agree with everything Andrew's saying. I would love to see some training or. In the in the in the crawl that it says like uh you know uh uh like Luke and Ray have been training blah 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 so if something to indicate and then we start up I also think Force Awakens probably should have ended with more Luke Ray moments to end on a good note like would the like lightsaber over the shoulder would have worked better or him throwing it away you know at well, the end of Force Awakens like I don't like. But him throwing it over the shoulder, that's actually in keeping with his character because he's like, you know, you you want me to teach you? Fuck that, I'm done teaching. Sorry. Go away. It really yeah, yeah. is. It and just it just it just came off a little too goofy, that's all. Well, I get I get the point it, of it, but it was just like it's like what is this fucking mystery? It kind of kills a moment in the that's very important in the Force Awakens sure. too. So Yeah. It, yeah. It, it it takes all it takes all the wind out of those sails, you know. It, it yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But maybe that, I think that's what they, that might have been on purpose, though. You know, they oh, it was definitely like, on purpose. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like, I don't know what Ryan Johnson's trying to like. I don't. I like want to talk to this guy, <laughs> I, like, and I just want want to like, turn on the podcast. And be like, dudes, I got Ryan Johnson. He's drunk as fuck. I'm gonna talk to him about Star Wars. Right? He's like, fuck JJ Abrams, man. Yeah, fuck Star Wars. I actually hate it. I've never liked it once. <laughs> Every time I see a Star Wars movie, I, I buy it and then I burn it. <laughs> and I dance around it naked and pray to fucking Star Trek gods. I don't fucking know. Who knows what Ryan Johnson's thinking? But that, that's what I, like, I came out thinking that, man, when I watched this movie. Well, here's the The problem is if you give Luke the sort of role that you wanted to have, then the movie becomes about Luke. It's no longer about Ray or or uh, Kylo Ren, or Snoke, or the Rebellion, or the Resistance, or any of that, or the First Order. It's about Luke. He sucks all the air out of the room. Sure. So, so how do you deal with that? You well, deal with it by taking I, him out of the story as much as possible. 
what you do as George Lucas is you don't just leave a franchise sitting there. You go, hey, you remember when we handed this off to other directors? Oh, maybe in the 90s, uh, maybe we should have made some more Star Wars movies and got Mark Hamill back. So by this point, when we watch Luke Skywalker come back, we're like, oh, cool, he's back. And then all this stuff that happens in this one, like, oh, that was a fitting in for Luke. That was kind of cool because we've had all these Luke Skywalker movies. But the thing that sucks about this is, is like, we get Luke Skywalker at the end of Force Awakens, and then we get him once, like, this is the last time. I mean, I'm sure maybe we'll come back as a Force ghost or whatever, but besides video games, like, for me, this is the last time we'll see, like, Luke Skywalker as, like, a physical being in the Star Wars right. universe. I wonder if Mark Hamill was let down. That's the end of his legacy, you know? And that's the thing. It's like, it's okay to make it about Luke at the end of the movie. Just let him go out with a bang, you know? I understand killing his character off to... Uh, clear the room a little bit for the for the new generation and all that, but it just uh, it was just a well, bit of a letdown. Here's the other thing about that though: if he goes out fighting, he's not really at peace, is he? Well, I mean, he still could have pulled an Obi Wan, but you know, it, 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 he could he he could have been doing it not live via Force satellite. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't like him like kind of not really being there either. I don't I. Yeah. I don't know. I understood it. I, I yeah. did. I'm the only one here that really, really loved this movie, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, 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 yeah. this movie. I did. I, I really enjoyed it. I yeah, mean, and I, I think I think you have valid points, so I'm I'm glad we're talking about it. That's the thing, though. Like, as divided as this movie is, it's you can talk about it. You know, sure. yeah. Like, long, like we've had a long conversation about this movie, which means it's probably not. A trash movie you know like yeah yeah so i, we're, I, we're, I think we're talking about it. yeah i think there's weird in it for sure but like you know being a like there are certain things i want is just a fucking fanboy man like the, i don't care what you think about the force unleashed games but jesus christ show me some of that shit on the screen right i was yes. a star destroyer or that's why i thought luke was just gonna knock over some at-80s i was or like masters of the taras kasi <laughs> Hands down, the best. Hey, it was a fighting game, so I was in, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see back to the old republic myself. Yeah, oh, that's. I mean, great. I, I was being facetious. I have never played yeah. that. Uh, for a second. Why like, the fuck don't we have a new Star Wars RPG? Like, fuck. Oh my god, dude, that's a whole. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a whole other deal, man. Let's let's make a topic. Because EA, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Talk about not giving fans what they want. Jesus Christ. Fucking. But hey, we we have two versions of Battlefront ever since. They... <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's it. It's like really. How long has it been? Like five years or whatever. They've had the license now. Yeah. yeah. I've been scraping. I just scrape at any Star Wars game I can get. I bought yeah. Battlefront as soon as it came out. I was like, yes. Yeah. I need oh yeah. That. It's I'm. I've been playing it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's I'll take what I can get. But yeah, it's like for fuck's sake, action RPG, please. Anyone? I got one more question about the movie. I feel like we've covered everything except this one moment that people hate so much. I know Space what it Leia. is. <laughs> and it's it's Leia bringing herself. I guess I every she's dead as soon as you get thrown out in the space. I guess that's how it works. Instant death. Yeah, that wasn't in my pluses or minuses because it's take it or leave it for me. I you know I didn't really, I didn't hate it, didn't love it. 
you know, I'd like to see her use the force, but the thing is, I do wish that would she would would have used the force in some other way or something, some yeah. other, something that was a little bit more important to the story. Right. Like, what if she uses force the force in a real I subtle think... way, and then we're like, oh fuck, she was using it then. Yeah. You know, well, she kind of just... does. Like when things happen, and you kind of read her expression of she's getting yeah, feelings getting from things that are happening. Like yeah, when Han weird. when Han dies and she like takes a seat like, you know I mean she she definitely picks up the uh, you know things within the Force. Right. I mean if there was incarnate herself and float through space like holy shit. <laughs> Y'all I mean, leave. Dude, like I got uh, I got no complaints with that scene um, because like extended universe me is like because she can use the Force and. I'm like, dude, it's cool, man. Like, I like seeing the Force used in different ways. That's why I like the Yoda the lightning strike because we've never seen it before. Um, I it didn't bug me. I did. I honestly thought, like, out of everything, like when people, I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking dope, man. That's good. I'm glad that I get to see Leia use some Force abilities. Like, I don't need Leia holding a lightsaber. You know, no. I don't need her doing Force pushes and shit and becoming a Jedi. But she's integral to the story. She had to come back because if she would have fucking died. Wait, I thought she died at that moment. I was like, really? This fucking soon? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And then she did that and she moved. And I was like, hey, she's using the force right now. And like smile across my face, dude. I was like, yeah, use the fucking force because we need more of that shit. Also, I want to go back real quick to the Kylo and Ray fight scene. You know, all those times they're getting chokehold and shit. Can't they use force push? Dude. Holy shit. Can't they use force push? I'm just saying. I'm just I'm saying. I'm so tired of watching jedi or sith or whatever and this this is a reoccurring thing that's happened in a lot of star wars movies like uh why are you physically wasting your time fighting someone when you have all these force abilities like really like kylo ren's gonna get taken out in a chokehold it's like dude uh you know you could twist his head off with your mind like why are you wasting your time i could mean, I this force and all five of those guys yeah seriously I mean, the thing, like, if it's, like, say it was, like, a Darth Maul fight, like, I get that maybe, like, they're so matched with the Force, it's, like, it's, maybe the battle has to take place with lightsabers, because it's just, like, they would just, like, they would just be, like, that scene with Rey and Kylo when they pull the lightsaber part, like, I wouldn't watch that for 15 minutes, that's, like, every Dragon Ball Z hour long <laughs> Yeah, episode. it's not as uh, visually interesting. It's it's kind of hard to. I mean, we do need to see more force pushes and stuff, but seeing lightsabers being flung around is just more visually interesting. I I think for most people. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's like great kung fu films that incorporate all kinds of certain styles and different weapons and shit. And it's like we got a lightsaber, and that's all we're gonna use against these Praetorian guards. Like, I didn't need every, I didn't need them to like be like Kylo to be like, oh wait, I got this. And just put his hand on the ground, and then do them just dissipate or some shit. I don't yeah. need that. I just need yeah. to see somebody put him in a chokehold and him like jumping way up in the air and fucking slamming him on the ground or some shit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't need a lot. Just a little. It was moment. just. It was. It just didn't make a lot of sense. It's like, especially to the degree of he's in danger. It's like yeah, okay, it, well now he's in danger and he's still just kind of going with it from a physical aspect. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I get it. They were like, this is an excuse to have a good fight scene. And it was a good fight scene, but it's just one of those things. It's like going back, like, like general Grievous. It's like, well, how can this guy kill Jedi? Yeah. Uh, right. Cause they right. could just fling him across the room at any given time. Like, 
how is he an adversary? As such? That's like my biggest like. That's like one of my biggest gripes with most like even with um, even in Force Awakens. Like I know Kylo Ren was hurt. I understand he's not a hundred percent at that point. Yeah. Oh, he's like fifty percent at that point. Yeah. It's like but, give me some fucking like I need a force push every now and again. Dude. Yeah. Come the fuck. But up. it's funny how that fight starts. He he picks up Ray and bounces her off a tree, no problem. Yep. Yeah, but but then think, two minutes later he's, he's getting a death kick. Well, he uses a lot of his strength doing that. Sure, a, a lot more of it playing around with uh, Finn, who has absolutely no force. Right. <laughs> no of. I mean, which they kind of said, a cool, which was kind of a cool fight because there was like this element of he, he's just toying with him. Yeah. Until until he gets hit in the arm and gets pissed and instantly dispatches him, which I also thought was a cool throwback to. Uh, Empire Strikes Back when Luke hit Vader. Mm-hmm. He's kind of fucking with him, and then he he gets hit and he gets pissed and dispatches him like 0.5 seconds after that. <clears throat> but you man. know what? Maybe I hate the new movies. I don't know. I feel like I can like tear apart everything. Every time I talk about them, I'm like, yeah, I like these movies, and then we like discuss them, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I hate them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'm probably gonna watch the hate flowing through. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch Force Awakens later and be like, this movie's fucking amazing. <laughs> well, I think that was part of my problem is I queued it up and watched it Thursday. So I, yeah. watched, I watched The Force Awakens and then went to the theater. Yeah. And, and I think just the the feel and the tone of them between the two of them were so different that it was almost... I mean, maybe that was a mistake. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I didn't I didn't watch it before I thought about it, and I was like, I'm just going to go in fresh. Just yeah, see what Ryan I probably should have done that. <laughs> Watched it like a week ago. I still love this one. I don't know. I I just I enjoyed it. You know what? I I say I I might not enjoy it as much as as you, Matt, and I don't hate it as much as Jason or Andrew. But you know what? I'm gonna buy this fucking movie when it comes out. I'm gonna listen to that fucking commentary. I'm gonna watch all those special features because I love Star Wars. At the end of the day, it's like I'll take anything I can get. So yeah. My my paycheck I actually just direct deposit it to Disney at this point. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just take just take my money. Take my money and give me all the things. God damn it. If I me. give you my money ahead of time, can you just send me the DVD when it comes out? Like, do I yeah. even have to go to the store at this point? Yeah. Uh, can I sign up for the Disney Club and just get that shit direct? <laughs> it comes with the Britney Spears poster. Oh. I'll Mickey Mouse it. Club, man. Yeah. As long as she has a Star Wars shirt on. <laughs> no other way. Just, just a quick aside, uh, who here is hoping that the uh, the Fantastic Four show up in the second Infinity War movie? Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's out of my wheelhouse. That's out of my wheelhouse, man. I'm just hoping that Scully and Mulder and uh, Homer Simpson show up as well. <laughs> There's only, one, there's only one person that I want to see show up at the end. It's a, with Queen the, Alien? No. I want fucking Wolverine, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All, like In that universe, I just want to see Hugh Jackman show up as Wolverine again and be with the Avengers. With the suit on, baby. And he already, yeah, with said, the suit on. He already said that he was going to do it if Disney uh, if Disney merged with him. Yeah, but that I was... Mean, that's, do it now. I mean, honestly, listen, Disney's got a lot of fucking money. If they want Hugh Jackman, they'll get Hugh Jackman, okay? Like, if it's meant to be, they'll get him. But that's what I'd like to see. I'd love to see Hugh Jackman, you know, what we have right now all together, standing against Thanos. I think that would be dope. 
And I think, you know, just give it to me, <laughs> Disney. I'm giving you all my money anyway. Just give me a fucking Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast about Star Wars. Why the fuck are we talking about X-Men and Wolverine? Let's, fuck get, <laughs> let's get back on track. So what else we got, Maddie? <laughs> all right, the only other question I have is, what do you guys hope, since we know J.J. is going to be the director now, and, you know, I feel like generally all of us across the board like Force Awakens, what do you want to see for the third installment? Like, what, like, what? You know, I mean, obviously, I think some people here just don't want a Ryan Johnson movie, so you're gonna get it. So, um, <laughs> plot like, point wise, where do you, where do the characters go from yeah, here yeah, and like, shit where, like that? Who, where would you like to see? Maybe Poe, Finn, Rose, any of the characters. I, I just, like, I just as far as the Kylo and Ray thing, I just I hope to see fully developed characters, and I think yeah. I think that that's totally set up for that. Like Kylo has definitively made his choice. You know what I mean? I want to see him push his abilities and really go after what he wants and just try and crush everything and a fully developed Ray stand up in opposition and, and everyone to know their roles. You know what I mean? Um, as, I don't know. I just, I hopefully the, the, will, will they turn? Will, will he turn? Will she turn? Like, hopefully we're past all that mm-hmm. and now they can just like get down to fucking business. You know what I mean? Yeah, Matt, do you, you got any uh, anything you want I, to say about what you want to see for the third one? I do. I would like to see <laughs> Kylo Ren recruit the Knights of Ren to his side. Uh, I want the movie to jump forward a couple of years, actually, if possible, not yeah. be directly after this. Yeah. I'd like to see Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren against Ray and some Force-sensitive Padawan types that she's found in the Outer Rims fight against each other in like this huge Jedi versus, you know, well, not even Jedi light versus dark actually. Cause there's really no, <laughs> yeah. no Jedi or Sith anymore. Well, so. they do show those Jedi, those Jedi texts they do have. Yeah. 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 They open that case or Finn pulls that blanket out to cover Rose and the texts are there. Yeah. So. That's right. <laughs> so she's going off the manuscript now. She is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, the rebellion or the resistance get built back up a bit and, uh, and to see how uh, the First Order looks with a completely irrational, you know, uh, tyrant. Impotent. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to see a civil war start ripping the First Order apart a little bit, too, because man, Hux hates kylo ren oh right yeah that would be that's a good thing to yeah exactly i'd love to see that discontent also and that would lend strength to the resistance imagine some of the people that were for the first order kind of sneaking off to the resistance side because they don't like the way things are going and, and feeding information to the resistance and and you know really making it stronger yeah I agree. Let and let some time pass, like you said. Like, let some time pass. Let everyone settle in a little bit and build up both sides, and then have a real clash. And I'd love to see a resistance base that has uh, a few remaining Tie Fighters. I mean, a few remaining uh, X Wings parked alongside stolen Tie Fighters that <laughs> that they're using. <laughs> 
cobbling together as they as they leaked resources off the first order, that sort of thing. Right. I, I want to see a movie. I want it to be a final battle, you know. Um, so, uh, showdown with with uh, Ray and Kylo Ren, and, and I just want it to be good, man. I, <laughs> I want it to be. <laughs> be fitting you know fitting into the trilogy i want it to be you know return of the jedi but not return of the jedi you know what i mean yeah just a, a definitive ending and a yes and a, and a spectacle exactly. both, both sides have built up their strengths and their and and they have to hash it out exactly yeah i'm with that andrew what do you want uh i'm gonna go off what uh herring was just saying you know uh, you know, like uh, at the Return of the Jedi was originally written to uh, end on uh, Chewie's planet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like for uh, I'd like for JJ to bring it back around, baby. I want and you know, cause Chewie didn't get a medal, Chewie didn't get a hug. <laughs> I want the fucking last half of this movie to be just all a bunch of Chewbacca's running around, you know, <laughs> like a huge battle scene on that fucking planet. Like, yeah, it would be a little bit like like yeah, Kashyyyk. It'll be it'd be a lot like um, Return of the Jedi, but the thing is, it'd be kind of cool because it'd be kind of going back to what was kind of the original idea, and um, I'd like to see since Luke's gone, I'd like to see Ray um, consult with Maz again. Yeah, and I. And it would be kind of cool. I know I keep harping on this training thing, but I'd like to see her do some type of training with her. Maybe not with a jet, with a lightsaber, but something. And it would be kind of in contrast to uh, Kylo because he's killed his teacher. He's he out. He's out. He's out swimming. <laughs> he's swimming alone now, so he can't train worth a fuck. Well, you got to think about this too. He's trained with Snoke and Luke Skywalker now. Exactly. Like but, he's had the best training across the board. That's the thing. Yeah, that is true. So Yeah, but it's been incomplete both times. He's, he's that's true. Trying. That's true. Yeah, you just put two and two together. He gets it. It's fine. He's got it. No, so, he's got masters. <laughs> that is I mean, yeah, that's exactly right. I think even he left midway both times, so I think that you know, ultimately, he's just kind of incomplete in his training all over the place. And he's also conflicted with, you know, sort of. He has some good in him, you know, but he's mostly bad, man. He's, yeah. the, uh, he's the black side of the yin-yang with a little bit of white yeah. in it. He's, he's made his choice. No, there's, no white, there's no white there. It's all yeah. darkness. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you, you know, you put your sword through your father's heart like you've made your decision. You know? Yeah, just, right? Just saying. That's true. Fucking Han Solo, dude, you made your choices. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, he's, he's gone. Like, I'm I'm not gonna forgive him for that shit. I hope no one else does. No. <laughs> no. The, the only... see, I kind of want to see. A, I want to see an Anakin Skywalker Force Ghost, played by that annoying little shit from the first, second and third films. <laughs> shit out of Kylo Ren for the entire movie, just bugging him. But like, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, this is not <laughs> when, when, when I was a kid, <laughs> we had to walk to the Jedi Temple five miles in a meteor shower. You know. think you what you did? You just killed your father? I killed children. 
Jeez. Yeah, I, I know how to murder, pal. You oh, I want to see. Uh, I want to see Poe flying more too. Right. I mean, Poe couldn't fly, Andrew, because they blew up his fucking X-wing. I know, but <laughs> all of them. <laughs> they call him like Flyboy like eighteen times in this movie, and it's just like we got a Flyboy that doesn't fly in this movie. Come on, bro. And I know he's on his way to being a general. He's on his way to being a general. I get it, but he's not there yet. And it's just like it's Listen, like you've taken Andrew, away the character's main the ability. Where he goes, excuse me, uh, Leia, can I go jump in a ship and blow shit up? And then he tried to, Andrew. He tried to give you that pilot scene. <laughs> and then Kylo Ren blew it up. Blame it on Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean He's I know we're, everything. we're probably gonna get it in the third and the ninth one. So I get it. It's just it was a little bit like I wanted to see more, a little bit more more of that. Do you guys think Captain Phasma's really dead? <laughs> you know, I I mean, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe sure. she'll come back in the third movie for another lackluster scene and then immediately get her ass kicked. Honestly, she's the <laughs> Boba Fett of this trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> dude. No shit. Boba Fett's only cool because people wrote stories about him afterwards. Right. Exactly. The reality was he just accidentally flew into the side of Jabba's sail barge and fell into the Sarlacc pit. He Even was just lucky was enough to have a good designer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really all it is, man. People that Mandalorian armor out of that, that design. Armor, dude, you can't, you can't, can't go around. Look away, yeah. And his lines are cool. He's no good to me, dead. You know, he, he says cool <laughs> shit. Yeah. I just really, really like Phasma getting fucked up in this film. Uh, yeah, I just she's just an, she's just another character that just felt really meaningless. It was underutilized because you have like Boyega facing, you know, the Empire, his number one foe, and then it just wasn't used as effective. Like that whole thing, just the whole scene wasn't as effective as it probably could have been. Right. Uh, kind of fit to me because, you know, here she is thinking she's done beat him and he's falling off the cliff, and she's all like, oh yeah, now we're just going to kill these guys. And, and her hubris, just like, the the you know the masters um <laughs> gets her killed pretty much immediately yeah. right that worked for me i mean it really sure. did i mean, I mean if, you know sure get rid of her because it's it's fine yeah i mean if, <laughs> if, if that was the one person who just went out like that in this movie i'd be like all right whatever cool it's like, exactly. but then like that, and they took out Snoke, and it's like, oh my god, dude! Like I, Brian yeah. Johnson hates Force Awakens. He does. He hates Finn, it. Finn he tries really to does. kill himself. He really does not like Force Awakens. It's, it's yeah. very apparent when you watch this movie. Yeah. Well, he said it pretty. He, I mean, he pretty much said it in interviews leading up to this, anyway. That he, you know, was trying to make a more cerebral film. And, yeah, okay. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Mixed with like a the Benny Hill show. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I need cerebral cerebral Star Wars, man. I don't know. I just want to have fun, man. I just want like ah, I don't know. I just I want to have less like a Star Wars movie. It just needs to feel like it fits in in the Star Wars universe. That's that's it. That's really it. I mean, especially in a saga film. If it was like right. a side a spin right. off film, it'd yeah, be different. This, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, that's why I'm kind of wondering what his tr new trilogy will be like. If, if like when that's done, will it be like? I don't know. I'm just I'm interested to see what he has in mind for that new trilogy. Yeah. Just just to see like what his idea is, you know. Like I just want him to tell it to me, and I'll be like, 
and eh, don't do that. You should just do the new Republic thing everyone wants you to do. Yeah. <laughs> or the old well, Republic. He's, he's, right? made it, he's made it apparent he will do the opposite of what people want. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe this time he'll do what people want to trick us. Yeah. Who knows? Him to go a you can't trust yeah. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> uh, well, cool. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say what I'd like to see real quick. Is that cool? Or Andrew, did you have anything? No, else I'm done. Here? Go ahead, man. You got it. Oh, all right. I'm gonna go with uh, Matt on this. I want to see fucking Kyler with the Knights of Ren. I want to see the abolishment of the Rule of Two, even if it hasn't been mentioned. I want a little nod of we're not gonna do things like the old masters did. And I'm just, and me. I'm gonna stand up in the theater and go. The rule of two is over. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, I want to see that. I also want to see, because my whole thing watching the end of this is Ray is the only good force user. Cause I mean, Leia, but she's no longer with us in real life. So, and she's not going to be in this film because like they said that it would not be a CG Leia, which I don't want that. I'd much rather just read at the beginning of the star Wars movie. Princess Leia has died. She had a stroke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Done. She used the four when she pulled herself out of space. Done. She only could live for till the end of the last day. <laughs> Her days were numbered after that. Yeah, just you're slowly declining after that. Um, uh, I would like to see, like Matt said, Ray find some people that are force sensitive. I honestly would wouldn't mind if they maybe pulled some people from the Rebels series and gave them a real life, like life. Ahsoka Tano would be great. I would love to see her show up. He's a, even as an old lady, because I love that fucking series. I love that Clone Wars TV series. Um, I, to me, I don't think it, it wouldn't bug me. I know a lot of people would be lost, but I would fucking love every second of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, for yeah, and I, um, you know, like I'd like to see Poe become a general at this point, like because at that moment when Finn's like, "No, I'm going. I'm going to kill the battering ram." And Poe's like, no, we can't. We're it's lost. We've lost this battle. We have to regroup. Point is understanding how to be a leader. So I'd love to see Poe do that. I don't need to see him jumping a ship. This movie, I'd give it to my boy Andrew. I'd give him the best pilot scenes. The best. <laughs> so JJ, please give God, it, please. So JJ, give it to Andrew. He needs it. He needs it. If you're not gonna that scene in Force Awakens gonna... when Boyega is like, "That's an awesome pilot," and he's just going through the sky killing motherfuckers. I I love that fucking scene, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, we didn't really talk about the Rose Finn relationship, and a lot of people were really upset about the kiss and like, how did they fall in love and blah blah blah. It's like, fuck, man. I mean, <laughs> love just happens. Get the fuck yeah. over it. It's fucking Star Wars, man. Just like if that, uh, just don't fucking worry about it. Let him be in love, man. Let's just do it. Well, Rose Finn, Finn's not totally in love though. There's a little bit yeah. of like I know thing to him with this. Yeah. He yeah. also he kind of they're gonna there's there's a love triangle set up there. He's, I do, he's, I just want Ray and him to be good friends. You can be a friend. You can be friends with a girl and not have to sleep with them. It's possible. True. Get the fuck over it. Guys, it's it's possible, okay? I would just like to see them be very good friends and just fucking care about each other. And that brace is just a loving fucking embrace because they care about each other. Sure. They're not going to sleep together. I, if there's a fucking love triangle in the next Star Wars movie and that takes up the same se amount of time as the casino scene, fuck Star Wars. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do not do a love triangle in my fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's not do necessary. Not. And that's the thing, like, you know, Rose can love Finn. That's totally fine. I just feel like their whole... Their whole subplot and just felt flat to me. 
I mean, yeah, it's definitely like if it, it was super forced. Like, yeah, he wanted to introduce a new character, which I'm fine with. I mean, like, yeah, sure, sure. let's throw another lady into the fucking Star Wars universe. Let's get it going. Most yeah, women on this planet are Asian. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think like just to see people on screen doing cool shit in Star Wars means a lot to people. Speaking you know, of people, which, we're all white guys on this on this podcast. We get to see Luke Skywalker. And white dudes play Jedi all the fucking time, dude, and do cool right. shit in Star Wars. So, like, give it up to minorities. I love Finn. I, love I just want to give a big shout out to JJ and Catherine, Kathleen Kenner, Kenner right now because Kennedy, Kennedy? Kennedy? yeah, because you know it's been it's been kind of viewed as sort of kind of a boys' club for the longest time. Well, well, well. Introduce Ray. Enter yeah. Ray. Now yeah. every girl in the fucking universe is so into Star Wars as well. And don't you hate on it, Andrew? I felt like the little bit of that was like, now I'm going to hate on you. No, 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 no. I think it's awesome. I'm not not being, I'm not being sarcastic. I think it's like, I think what I'm saying is them being inclusive and making the main character female, I think has brought in more women fans that wouldn't normally be in the star Wars, because I think that, you know, sci-fi uh, and seems sort of like a boys club a lot of the time so it's cool it was very cool that they've done this yeah i think that's fine and and it, and that fills that void of you know young princess leia because she was definitely that in the original trilogy you know what i mean she was important but she was tough and she was brash and all that stuff but on the topic of because i mean it's a big galaxy why wouldn't there be asians and people of all sorts of walks of life but one thing another thing uh which you just reminded me of uh where are all of the aliens that we're used to seeing like right have you guys noticed like like where's my thorians where's where are the duros like all of these people that are obviously because they're in the background of every other Star Wars movie. Even Episode Seven was kind of like that. You're like, where are all of the aliens that are like the staples of? Because there's obviously a lot of them in this galaxy that makes it feel like this living galaxy. You know, you see the same kind of looking aliens in different places, which are obviously different people. But you're like, okay, well, this is a race that's been around for a long time. Uh, yeah. But they're oh. lacking. They're like they're. Well, that- nowhere in episode eight you're like what the hell that's what i want to see with uh if ray does get a little band of light users good jedi whatever the fuck gray jedi whatever the fuck you want to call them at this point i don't know um there better be some fucking alien fucking force right yeah and i would love to see kylo's side like you know if the knights of ren are unmasked then be all like you know just like white british dudes or whatever you know because right. it keeps with like, that whole thing of like the whole thing like, it would be a little tie into the thrawn trilogy because thrawn only existed as a backup plan which that's a whole fucking other conversation yeah. because the emperor yeah. was like he was racist towards alien races but he right. had one general who was an alien it's the only it's the only alien within his massive army yeah and so like, i think that would be a really cool just like kind of nod to you know, Kylo's yeah. kind of keeping that going. Like, it can only be this type of person that right. I create myself or build my new empire. You know, kind of Hitler. Yeah, shit. but on but on Ray's side, should be more mixed up and yeah. I, I want them all, it's, and I want like you know, I want them all. You know? Yeah, it's like we got we got like one Mon Calamari or whatever, and they were like, "See, it's Star Wars." There's Admiral yeah, right. Akbar. 
I think it's, it's, it's kind of the give and take of trying to be more racially inclusive. You sure. know, it, it, it's it's I, I know exactly what you're saying, but it's it's I feel like they need to give more. They're probably just thinking that they need to give more screen time to actual humans because, you know, we need to see more, well, more than one type like, of person. And so the aliens take a backseat ultimately. And it, I know it does kind of suck, but it's just one of those things that slightly makes it feel off kilter. Is all. Yeah, Danger. Yeah. I'm not asking. I'm not asking for everyone to be a fucking alien on board that ship. Right. No, no, no. Just, I, just, I, I'm. Just I'm. I know. Are staying away from uh, barrages of gunfire and casinos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That. They're it all comes. Games. It all comes back to the classes thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I would love to see like race show up for that final battle Matt was talking about with like people of different minorities, fucking aliens on her side. Like, look, look at all the fucking force users I've found. You yep, know, like exactly. not have them have any any interaction. Like, do a fucking heat moment, dude, where that whole movie's just about Pacino and fucking De Niro, and they only meet in a fucking coffee scene. Like, just have them meet for that final fucking battle, dude. Do that yeah. force back and forth talk. Maybe they can still do it to like communicate and like progress the story a little bit with them too but like their first meeting should be fucking impactful dude like the first time they're on the same on the same field together like i need to see a fucking i need to see a fucking team man on each side be like it's about to go fucking down right because at this point it's like all the misdirection and all the shit in the last jedi is like i want to see like like because this is what every fans ask for dude force pushes fucking pulling you know fucking uh star cruises out of the fucking sky man throwing like atsts across the room like we need to have that in at least one fucking star wars movie dude just right. one i'm not yeah. asking that all three that the other two have to have it i get it play it simple get us to that point i'm I, you know i'm waiting i'm a fan jj give me that shit it's all give going it down on kashik baby <laughs> manny how much plot do you need not a lot. In the I just want to see force powers used. This is what's yeah. going to happen. There's going to be a big build up to a big ass fight scene with Kylo and Ray, and then boom, he's stuck with a fucking arrow from the crossbow, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's going to cheer. Even if that shit was cut short, people are going to cheer like a motherfucker. I already wrote it. Spoilers, <laughs> baby. Dude, if, like, I would credits. Oh, dude, like Ray walks out and she only has like two or three other force users. They're new to it. They don't really know what they're doing, but they're standing with her because they believe in the cause. And she's like, don't come with me. It'll be too much. Chewie just gets up, does a growl. She's like, you don't got to. And then he growls again. And she's like, all right. And you know, he's like, I got to do this for Han. You know, that's what he's saying. Chewie steps out. BB-8 rolls up. The R2 rolls up. What's C-3PO doing out there? He can't do anything, but he's there, and that's fucking important. It'd be great, dude. Dude, we would all get up and cheer. Or maybe he'll just maybe he'll just kamikaze suicide bomb in the Millennium Falcon, just like fucking going down. (laughs) Oh yeah. That happens, and then like Kylo shimmers, and we're like, "God damn it, fuck!" He knows how to do the loop thing. God damn it, Chewie, no! I mean, the fact that he's been like looked over because he didn't get the hug or the medal throughout all these years. Yeah, we need, yeah. dude. I, and also, we don't have we don't have uh, Leia or Luke or Han anymore at all. So this void. 
from the legacy cast can be filled by fucking Chewie, baby. Yeah. Would anybody complain about that shit? Would anybody which was, complain? Which was one of the coolest scenes in episode seven when Chewie went ape shit after Han. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He just fucking blasted on everybody. That was the shit. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, I'd like to see Kylo and the Knights of Rian on a, on a fucking one of those dreadnought Star Destroyers. And have Ray bring that shit down with the help of a few other Force users. Oh, oh my God. God. Chills. Yeah. Amazing. Chills. Well, to, <laughs> apparently you can take one down with just one little X-Wing, so I don't see why that'd be too far-fetched. Oh, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome to see her bring, like... Just snap it in half. <laughs> to bring the, you know, bring the heat to the base, and she just brings that shit crashing down. And they have to get out and fight her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, dude. I want to see that movie. Dude, <laughs> I, I hope JJ, like, I feel like with The Force Awakens, it delivered on, like, I think for when I watched that movie, I feel like most of the part delivered on things I wanted to see in a new Star Wars movie. And I think the great thing about JJ yeah. is he does have that Spielberg mind where it's like, give the people what they want. Definitely do it in your way, in the way you want to do it. But, like, you got to give them a little bit of that. You know, I think, like, just a tangent here for a second. You know, Ready Player One, a lot of people are set who read the book that, like, it doesn't have the same characters. And it's a very 80s-influenced book. But Spielberg's a genius. So he goes, why would I just focus on the 80s when people like shit from the 90s and today? Because I want to draw all kinds of fucking audiences. And I feel like J.G. has the same kind of mindset of he wants to make a movie people are just going to have a good time and enjoy. He's not trying to, like, break the mold with force awakens and i think he's yeah. even said that like they he was just trying you know to make a movie people would enjoy whereas ryan johnson was definitely trying to break the mold so i think right. we definitely got to come back around to a more enjoyable star wars movie he must he will bring balance to the force yeah i mean someone i mean jj's the best force user at this point training he's still in training right <laughs> 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 um, so last thing is just go back through it real quick did anything change do you hate the movie even more now that we've talked about it do you like it more now and are you going to see it again if you haven't seen it for a second time um Jason i feel like it. yeah yeah i i feel like i should see it again uh just because i mean i'm just a critical fucking asshole so i think just sometimes i see or or that happens to me with music a lot i'll listen to a new record and be like i hate this and then over six months it'll really grow on me uh i still feel very similar to how i felt an hour ago right now (laughs) but i am uh i do think i should watch it again and look at it from another perspective and i don't know see what see where that goes Cool. Matt? Oh, man, I, I love it about as much as I did, and I'm definitely going to see it again Sweet. very soon. Andrew? Yeah, I feel basically the same as I did. I You know, I've never hated the film. I did say a lot of negative things about it, but I don't hate it at all. I, I mean, I liked it enough. I just wish I liked it more. That's all I'm saying. And I'll definitely be seeing it again because I am really open to the – possibility of me changing my tune i think maybe i might not you know i might not be like like what jason said i'm not just i can't fucking talk i'm not used to this type of star wars maybe and maybe if i get more used to it or i don't know what it is just like this take 
you know, I could turn, I could like turn around and make a 180 or, or, you know, and start to really, really love the film. Um, I was a bit harsh on it, I guess, but it's hard to not nitpick this kind of thing. And, um, I did, I did really love a lot of it. I just, you know, had my issues with it is all. The problem, the problem with getting used to something though, is it's like, well, is your gut reaction as it should be because it's like it's it's like people saying like oh they're a nice person once you get to know them it's like well that's you're just saying that that person's an asshole and once you get used to them it's fine so it's like <laughs> i feel like it's kind of the same way i'm like well i'm sure i'll see it again and i'll talk myself into liking it i guess but is that really the correct way to go about it does well, that mean that it's a good movie or did i but just we're get so used, used to, to a certain formula so when we see anything sure. shaken up I, there might, I think it might hold a little bit more true for this type of movie than than maybe other sure. in other movies. I, I I don't know. I mean, I see what you're saying, but yeah, I, I it's definitely worth a second viewing at least just to see how my feelings change about it. And also, I I haven't even seen the first ten minutes of the fucking movie, so uh, yeah, <laughs> be seen you missed, first, you missed at least time. fifty to seventy five jokes. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> 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 sorry. um i you know i'm 50 50 on it i get the complaints i get everything we talked about like is it's all valid points like i like the same stuff that matt matt likes uh i like the and i hate some of the things that uh jason hates and some of the things that andrew hates and i like some like it's just a it's uh, i don't know how like i'm just kind of in the middle of the road with this movie which i feel like that's kind of a weird place to be whereas it seems very much on the internet is very much hate or really like, but I feel like maybe that's just the way you should approach this movie. Just take the good for the good and the bad for the bad and just enjoy it for like this. I mean, this is the, this is the second installment. This is what we get. So, you know, it's not like we're like, okay, this was a test run guys. All right. Just kidding. (laughs) January 5th is when it's actually coming out. uh, (laughs) Joke. Gotcha. It's a good one, right? It's like April fool. Like we're not getting that. So, you know, take it for what it is. Hate what you hate. Love what you love, man. Um, you know, I'm hoping that JJ will give us, you know, all this. What we saw in the Last Jedi, JJ will make it all. It, it's like he's like JJ comes in and goes, "Oh, did you get a boo boo?" And you're like, "Yeah, it hurt." And he goes, "Do you want a kiss?" And you're like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> hey, can I have a band aid with Star Wars on it? That's JJ. that's what JJ is gonna do. So. <laughs> You know, that's what I'm waiting for. I, I, I'm really, I can't wait to see it all done and then rewatch it all together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what I got to say about it. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Drop the mic. Boom. Sweet. Just don't plug. I'm done. <laughs> nice, bro. Well, I just, I just want to say thanks for Matt for coming on. It's been a while, buddy. It's glad to, I'm glad to have you back on, Jason. It was awesome having you on. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for thanks for having me. Because we definitely needed someone that just like a lot more hate than what we had for it, and it's always <laughs> it's always good to talk about it. So, yeah, Maddie asked me. He was like, "Should we have this guy on that hated the film?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, we need the conflict, dude. Make this shit interesting." <laughs> Darkness rises and the light. <laughs> How fitting. How apropos. Andrew, well, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me, dude. No thanks for having me, dude. We're gonna have you back on for solo, so get ready. Oh, oh excellent.
<laughs> we'll see if this one maybe, maybe, maybe we should pre-funk that one because I feel like it's a shit show even before it's released. Uh, dude, I'm I'm excited to just kind of compare it to Justice League a little bit. Thank you, Jason and Herring, for coming on this fucking awesome podcast. That's gonna do it for episode 102. And we also want to give a shout out to Shasta Rodriguez for supporting us on Patreon, our first supporter. That's fucking amazing um i can't believe that we're officially making money off of this thing so thank you for that um yes <laughs> yes so yeah thank you shasta oh we appreciate it and that's basically it for me this is andrew signing off this is maddie bye this is stefan from the Superhouse podcast be sure to check us out on patreon on facebook twitter Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. Yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us... A topic for us to talk about and that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more who knows yeah. how long it'll take and that's pretty tight <laughs> that's the coolest thing <laughs> wait we're on the internet that's pretty good if you and we can make money <laughs> what <laughs> if you donate a thousand dollars you get full frontal nudes we haven't set that up but it's a possibility if you give us a grant who knows what will happen check us out <laughs> i'll do that <laughs> i'll do that <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. A million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. 